two. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to open with a, uh, a pet peeve of mine. Mm. Uh, I love talking uh, about things I hate. Yeah, you, apparently. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's literally all you do on this podcast. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm both puzzled and extremely annoyed by is when you go to shake somebody's hand and they only shake half your hand. Yeah. Like um, they like instead of grabbing the full hand, mm-hmm. they'll like they grab your fingers just by the fingers. Yeah, well, I'm I just left someone... wondering now, ha- why. Has, has the person done this repeatedly? Is this like a is this their thing? I haven't recorded data on it, but yeah. Uh, I imagine that there's been, that there's been repeat, yeah, repeat offenders, yeah. With you specifically, I believe. I mean, I don't watch anybody else's handshake to. No, to I'm know. saying, like, is this the person you know, and then every time you like go to shake their hand or something like that, they like grab the fingers. Yeah, uh, I, the specific person that I have in mind right now just did it to me today, and it was the first time that gotcha. I noticed it. But I, I'm sure in my history of shaking hands with people that somebody at some point in time has been a repeat half hand shaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a disturbing male or female uh, male. Mm. Yeah, it's just, with, 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 with women, it, it it can go either way, right? Like sometimes I'm used to women just grabbing part of my finger, and and I I, I would suspect that has something to do with whether your hands are big or not, right? Yeah. Like if you have small hands, and it's just like, all right, yeah, I can't help you here, buddy. Like, I'm gonna play this game. Yeah. <laughs> and so the reason I ask is because yeah. like surprisingly, still a lot of like you know women are taught. A different type of handshake than men yeah. are taught, right? Where they yeah. give like their give you their like fingers, yeah, uh, palm down, uh, and I still grab the whole thing. Like I still like I even though it's in a weird awkward yeah. position when they kind of leave they, the like, hand give out you their there. Four fingers, yeah, yeah. I still grab it like a firm yeah. handshake. Now that was during like the 17th century or whatever, <laughs> when like you would you know kiss the the the, yeah, the, the hand the, too. The, the ring. Yeah, yeah. We don't fucking do that anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just give no, me a just regular me handshake. Just a regular fucking handshake is not too much to ask. I no. really don't feel like this is a nice you know, eye contact, good grip. Yeah, male or female, everybody should be on page by now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where the miscommunication lies. No. I don't, I don't know what. Who's uh, still teaching their? their, their <laughs> well, I heard, I hate daughters uh, when you shake hands. <laughs> You give them your four fingers, palm down, so they kiss the uh, the backhand. So they kiss your knuckles. Ma, like, like, Ma, we're in Detroit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Nah, I we hate, both uh, have to go to work, Ma. Who uh, close real early on the hand grab? So then it's like yeah. now it looks like I'm I'm grabbing the finger or I'm yeah. coming in soft, but you yeah. just closed real early. Yeah, I I don't understand. It, I it's it's, it's very simple. Like let's shake hands real quick. Boom. You, like you wait till it locks meet, in, and then you lock. Exactly. Like it's, you'll it's see people do this. Like let's do it yeah. again real quick. And it, well, you, yeah. you're good at it, so <laughs> we can't mess it up. But there are people who like <laughs> we tried yeah. to mess yeah. it up purposely. Yeah. You, and we you did saw it. Saw how I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, "What's going? Just shake yeah. my hand regularly." Like, like, and I don't like the people who like when they grab your hand, they have to like pull towards them. Like you know the the Donald you know, Trump. You know the yeah the, the Trump. Trump. He's yeah. famous for it. Like whenever he shakes someone's hand, he like. Has to assert his dominance by yeah. pulling them. Oh no, I them. like that yeah. because now if I start noticing that, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna start pulling. No, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't gonna have a battle. battle. No, no, no. Here, here's what I do with those people, right? Here's what you do with those people. Let go like, early, like, and I'm like, huh? Let go early so they fall back. No, because you can't. Because usually that their their pull is accompanied by a tight grip, so you yeah, can't really yeah. detach, right? Yeah, yeah. So here's what you do with those people. You lean into it. 
you fucking you lower your you shoulder just, and you then just go for it, and then you tackle. Like, all right, I guess this is what we do. <laughs> I guess this is what we're doing now. It's football season. I mean, it's not my fault. You didn't. Uh, they, no, they might flag time. you though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Hey, hey shout out to Clay. As long as they don't score a touchdown. Yeah, Damn, yeah. how do we get here? <laughs> how hey, do we go to the hey, ground? Uh, so to all my uh, uh, half hand. Uh, shakers out out there Um, a big cut that shit out to you and with that we shall begin yikes I fucked that up immensely let's try that again Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's O-Rain real name. You got Fabian here, a.k.a. Walter Longcoat. And we are the Fabe Podcast. You want to stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, how are we feeling? First of first and foremost, before we even jump to anything else. Before we even get into anything else. I'd like to extend my condolences to the dearly departed. I uh I don't know what to make of this. Who Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm, I'm broken hearted. I don't know. I don't know what to say to my <laughs> man right here. Uh, my man, aka Storm, aka. <laughs> it's all right, AKA, man. It's all right. Aka uh, Raiden. Jimmy AKA. down for the season, but uh, Fabian you know, right now he looks like an emo White Walker, <laughs> <laughs> north of the walls, like. <laughs> oh shit we're definitely Fuck gonna post mom. a picture of him <laughs> yeah, yeah uh once yeah on uh instagram for everybody to see but um, unless i say no <laughs> no you're you're definitely gonna want to oh you, now you're shy now you're <laughs> shy, shy. Yeah, okay shy. Yeah, it's amazing um but yeah man I, i'm sorry tough that's yeah it's, it's, it's i mean tough, it's kind of how the year shit. began we lost our starting running back now starting cornerbacks quarterbacks gone so uh you know damn Yo, this is why it's tough so, through it. This is why it's so important to be humble in in the beginning. Like, yeah, in the first couple weeks of the season, you cannot talk shit. Yeah, now, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd like to remind you. I'd like to remind. Are you about to go where I think you're going to go? No, I'm because Fabe, Fabe Fabian starts talking shit in the preseason. Oh yeah, I'm going to do that next year. Yeah, yeah, talk shit that. In the yeah, you gotta you gotta wait till next season though. Um, yeah, I remember at the beginning of the season. You seem to have a problem with somebody signing a massive contract. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And then game one, you were nervous as hell. So yeah, <laughs> but turns out he's the best. He's turns out right. it's only week three. The best ability yeah. is availability. Yeah, and I yeah. still believe that. <laughs> oh. Nothing you're saying is gonna make me like you guys are expecting me to take back my words. No, no, no. Yeah, no, Jimmy no. got hurt. Your hey, best availability. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, is still your hey, availability. Aaron, hey, Aaron, can you count on? Your hands, how many seasons Jimmy Garoppolo's actually completed? Um, I think start, as, starting as a starting quarterback. Out of what, though? Out of what? Out of his uh, entire, entire time NFL in the career. NFL? All right, so he's a what, 0 for 1? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. uh, five games last season so doesn't really count. The doesn't really qualify you. Ability is availability. Is your availability. Is availability. Yeah. He has not completed mm. one single NFL season. Nope. Yikes. Mm. So again, back to my point. This is why yeah. it's so important to be humble, you know, because gotta be humble. Nah, I don't believe that. In preseason, <laughs> Fabe was calling him Goat Rapolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goat Rapolo. Goat Rapolo. Jimmy Goowap. Yeah. Jimmy now you guys are paying that guy thirty million dollars <laughs> for two games to be sitting on the yeah. sidelines 
with the Clipboard. It's the price of a starting quarterback in the league. But yeah. we do have. Oh, uh, now it's the price of a starting Yeah, I already said that. When did I, when did no, I no, not no, say no, that? No, that's true. Yeah, the quarterback <laughs> market is, you know. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying we were making the argument that, yeah, like if you have somebody who's extremely talented, even if they are injury prone or whatever the case may be, you have to pay the money because somebody, if you're not going to pay them that money, somebody, somebody will. damn yeah. sure yeah. will. Yeah. And it seems as though your starting quarterback who you guys paid a shit ton of money to is not available for you. So it just seems kind of, I don't know, one might call that slightly hypocritical. No, my stance doesn't change because my guy got injured. Still believe everything I said. Oh, so so by that account, you guys should look to dump Jimmy G. No, because we actually have injury clauses where if he's not playing, he's not getting, he's not making quite what he's making. So, you know, but he's you still know, that, making. That's actually that's, that's actually very interesting. I wonder what his contract looks like because I highly doubt Jimmy or his agent, you know, were to even imagine that this would happen, right? So there has to be some type of clause where it's like, hey, if this guy doesn't even finish the first half of his of the first season of his what three year contract, three, four year contract, they I've got five, I think. Yeah, it's yeah like a five, five year they get to retain um like a significant portion of that, right? Like yeah. you would have to be a, a well, stupid GM and owner. Especially for somebody like that who hasn't actually like as much as he might be proven, he's actually not proven. Yeah, there's got to be something that says if there are 16 games, right? So in a season, so there's got to be something in there that says if Jimmy doesn't even play eight of these games, yeah. you know, oh, of course we get well, to. Retain. But I'm sure they 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 already everybody's contract. I, I'm sure states something like that, yeah. right? But what makes the difference is this guaranteed money. That's the game. Yeah, changer, the guaranteed, right? guaranteed, the basically. Ga- guaranteed money is where you're going to have, th- that's where you're breaking your back, right? Because yeah. That's basically saying, but does that have a clause? You could too? go out trip coming out of the fucking tunnel, not play a goddamn down for us, but we're still going to have to give you this money. So that's yeah. why I, see, but I, I wonder how, cause there has to be some type of, I think it's just there that protects them, right? No, not when it's guaranteed money. That's why when you see them signing these massive contracts, but it's like 30, 40 million guaranteed, everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But once you start getting into the neighborhood of 100% guaranteed, that's when you start playing. That's when that's when the real Vegas betting starts. Yeah, I mean, but but even then, right? They yeah. like you can say, "Yes, we're we going we're going to guarantee you this money." But it comes with certain stipulations. Now, well, no, hey, no. If, if you no, because it's not guaranteed. That's what the, that's what the non-guaranteed money comes in. That's yeah. why. That's where that's why they're losing out on money. I, check me out. Check mm-hmm. me out. Follow me. No, yeah. guaranteed is guaranteed. So if I'm a GM, right, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to give you a five-year, ninety million dollar guaranteed contract, so long as you play at least. But how is it guaranteed? I wouldn't sign if that. It's under any stipulation. So the, you know, the difference my understanding of guaranteed money and non-guaranteed money right is guaranteed money is like hey if you uh play through the terms of this contract you will get all of this particular no that's just that's just a regular contract here's what i'm doing if i'm that agent and the player and and for people who can't see what i'm doing i'm pushing the contract back to you gm i'm not not signing that why why would i do that that's a very good description for you so (laughs) yeah no i mean again as a gm right um it's all about language, right? It's all about words. That's what these contracts are, right? Guarant- you can say, hey, this money is guaranteed as long as you play right. a certain amount just of money. learn when it's just just give up on the argument. This is a nonsense argument you're making. Yeah, well, so- I would say, no, give me this guaranteed. And then if you want to play with what I can make being injury free or not, 
on the back there end. There is no fucking way. It, it it was he got all of that guaranteed even if he played the first 2 minutes of the first quarter of the first game of the season. And he's still going to get yeah, all I don't of remember what his number is. Let's just call it 70. There's no way. Again, a, the language but There's 70 contract, coming to him regardless. Yeah, a contract is all about language, right? So yeah. you can say yes, this money is guaranteed, but add minor stipulations at least to protect you somewhat no but all right again this is and you know for all i know you actually might be right right because i don't know the inner workings of uh nfl contracts right so i'm not going to sit here and say that i know for a definitive fact they don't right but to me the logic lies in it's not guaranteed if there are stipulations added to it because then that means that it's conditional this is a conditional contract that you meet these guidelines, right? That's just a regular contract. And that's just like any other contract. That's the difference. That to me is the logical difference between a guaranteed contract and a non-guaranteed contract, right? Is uh, uh, the guaranteed is doesn't matter what the, the fucking uh, the, the, Armageddon. Bruce Willis could come riding in on a fucking on one of those asteroids and destroy Earth. You're still getting this fucking money. You know, yeah. that's why it's guaranteed. I get that. I'm just wondering how, like, in these situations, how GMs and owners and are protecting themselves from situations like this. You know how they're protecting themselves? You know how they're protecting themselves? By fucking getting these refs to make these retarded-ass fucking uh, uh, calls. Yeah, I mean, you want to protect of, your asset on yeah. the field. Yeah. But but again, so, like, Jimmy Garoppolo signed this major deal, right? Yeah, let me, what, let what, me what answer the question. Jimmy? Um, uh, he, like... He was scrambling for trying oh, to get the first, bounds, and he? then he came back in and Yikes. tried to like. So get he, the yeah, extra he was going to go out of bounds. That he planted his left foot to try and like stay in bounds and get yeah. like you know one or two more yards. It's like, it's just, and I know he's going to look back at that film, and the blame is entirely on himself, right? Yeah, I think he was just too um, too ambitious hmm. in that moment. Is there such Jimmy, a thing? Run out of bounds. Is there run such a thing? Don't we fight for every yard, every inch? According to yeah, Al Pacino, except when you're a quarterback, you live to fight for the next inch. You, you, don't, you don't die. I know. I know. Al Pacino said that's you what Pacino die for that said. Inch, but you don't actually do it. But I, I, I see where he was coming from. Um, we were looking to make a. We were trying to storm a comeback, and he was like, "I, I gotta get this yard." But uh, I wish he would have just went out. Yeah, I mean, they, I was just watching this upstairs. Um, while you guys were down here, and like they showed the replay like ten times, and. You know, it wasn't even a contact injury, which those ones are the worst, right? When there's what, no contact, uh, oh, non-contact, uh, non-contact. The non-contact the yeah. injuries are the worst ones. That's yeah. when you know there's real damage, yeah. right? So, uh, Jimmy, you can see his knee buckle mm-hmm. before the the other defender even hits him. So the yeah. injury happened before he even got hit. Yeah, um, it's just one of those things. That I'm sure he's gonna watch that video a million times and just wonder why. Yeah. Um, so but to put it, so the terms of his contract are going to come out soon. I'm going to be interested to to yeah. read the fine print. Fair enough. Uh, but to put a pen in this, Viva, uh, I actually genuinely am am uh, sad for the. Yeah, man, it sucks. sucks. But uh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do see that. Life goes on. Um, hey, though, no, 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 no. But shouts out to me though for that bet because I usually because that's a strong bet I did. Uh, I bet that the Redskins would beat um the Packers. Yeah, and which normally I would have never bet that. The only reason I bet it was because Wait, I. Who exactly did you bet? Because I remember you saying that. I thought y'all two made a bet. Yeah, I no, bet you. I tagged no, no. you and bet th- th- you. These are the exact words that we exchanged. Uh, Fabe's like, I got 10 on the Redskins being a And Packers. then I tagged you. Listen to what I'm saying. And what was my response? Good. 
Does that sound like a bet to you? If I tag you and then I say a bet and you say good. How's that a bet? Again, again <laughs> I tag you. Again, hey, so that that's I don't another, even care. Fine, I mean, I that's another uh, language thing, right? So you <laughs> propose a contract. Wait, wait, all right, tune it. Are you saying right? it was not guaranteed? And I tagged you, but I didn't bet you. <laughs> the, the term "good" does not, you know, it's not a binding that term is not, for it. Uh, is not a fully guaranteed uh, contract full contractual agreement. I, I had hope so. Uh, Jimmy's more contract says you know, integrity hey, if, behind this guy. Jimmy's contract says that if your ACL is good, the season will guarantee you that money. He, he's like, all right. Well, whether I get it or not, I'll uh, the, the genius of it because I would never uh, bet. Uh, no, the, the genius to beat. The genius would have been whoever bet on the Bills. That would have been the fucking genius. Yeah, nobody that would have been coming. the dude with the foresight. But I would never bet skins against uh, Packers. I think Packers. They would beat, beat us them literally any day. every time we've gone to FedEx except for the playoffs. Shout out to JP and Nadia. Um, they beat us at FedEx Field. I I, I don't yeah, know the you, history you of you guys, but I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. never say the Packers are going to lose to the uh, skins. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought yeah. that either. The only reason I did was because history shows uh, after a team ties, which the Packers did. When they travel on the road, they always lose. So I was mm. like, I'm gonna try to bet that. Wait, but no, the Browns won after their tie. Yeah. Oh no, 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 you know, you know what? But they, did they, they travel? They tied the first game of the season. Oh no, then, then they, they lost. lost. Yeah. Then they won. Ah, yeah. Yeah. so there might be some. Uh, no, there might no, be some might. truth it's, to that. It's a fact. It's like so it's on a 14 right statistical now. Statistical. F- you know, you know, and sports teams are incredible with uh, the facts that they can just create in the moment. Like yeah. sometimes they'll be like. You know, this is the fourth time in NFL history that on a Thursday night game in the second quarter, a player has caught more than seven passes on the right side of the field. Like, yeah, ESPN is good fuck? for making like making stats up. Yeah. Like, and they're true, but they're, they're just like... When no, both parents are in attendance <laughs> and they had a, a child within two weeks. Like, and they had well, sex in the last 48 yeah. hours. Then Two nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh all right, let's steer this into some actual uh business shit. Um so l- let's talk about a guy who had um some guarantees, right? Uh our boy Cat Williams. So he's been in a lot of um he's been making the news lately. So he won a uh, what was it? A Golden Globe? Cat Williams won a Golden Globe. Uh I think he won a Golden Globe for uh <laughs> Wait. No, 100%. Uh, for what? It was his uh, appearance in like Shout a tele- uh, yeah. Pull it up. It was his for his appearance in a television drama. Uh, he played like a supporting oh, role. Atlanta. Uh, he actually yeah. did play a good character. In oh, Atlanta. he he wants some for that. Oh, no, I, I thought he should. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't. No, I, I don't know that for sure. But I'm saying that's the only thing that I've seen him that he yeah, could I'm, possibly I'm, win I'm, that for. I think he. I think it was that actually. He won a Golden Globe for that, which uh, a pretty big achievement for Cat Williams, right? Someone sure. who's like, you know, when you think of comedy today, all you really think about uh, is kind of Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. Because Kevin Hart's just a master of branding himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did win it for uh, Best Guest Actor in mm-hmm. a Comedy Series for Atlanta, which, yeah, yeah he was really yeah. good. Yeah, so shout out to Cat Williams. Um, and then he appeared on that radio show recently where he roasted, absolutely roasted the commentator. Who? Uh, so, first of all, why do people think it's smart to come at a comedian? Like, why are you going to joke with a comedian, especially someone as savage as Cat Williams. So they were on the show. I think she started taking shots at his hair and then he went off on her for like seven minutes, just automatic rapid fire, hollow tip jokes. Like to the point where her husband actually uh, 
pulled up on Cat outside of a restaurant that he was at with a gun. That's some lame Yo, shit. You know, <laughs> you making fun of my wife so bad. Yeah, you know you got roasted when your like significant other pulls up <laughs> on the person who's making fun of you with a gun. Like, don't be making fun of my woman. Like, sometimes then we might consider that shit to be real. Like, yeah, because you, you know them jokes were fired. Yeah, because yeah. well, they never. Not only were they fired, but you actually thought they were kind of funny, so you feel the need to defend. Yeah, <laughs> you know he was home laughing like damn. <laughs> or you know what happened? I bet she got home like. What are you gonna do about this? Yeah, not a, get was, a gun. He was like, God damn thing. He, was, he had a John Q like, moment. I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, do something about this. <laughs> nah, they, they've never been in a situation where um where they were laughing and somebody said, "I know you ain't laughing." So that's what it is. If you've been in that, then you know your boundaries on like talking to roasters. You're like, ah, that's a roaster right there. I'm a chill because he's gonna catch me laughing and hit me mm-hmm. with that. I know you ain't laughing, boy, with the motherfucking. Yeah, you just you going don't you. try and trade jokes with professional with the top comedians. Roaster, yeah, someone like a Cat Williams status, right? Um, Cat Williams recently went at Tiffany Haddish though. So like, this is just following his among uh, others, but yeah, that's yeah, the headline. This is just following his like his his media trail, right? Won the Emmy, roasted the lady, got pulled up on with the gat that he pulled out on Tiffany Haddish with the jokes. Um, he said some like really kind of like kind of true stuff. We talked about this before we started recording. I know you have some thoughts on Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily on the Tiffany Haddish train as everybody else is not because I'm not wanting her to win and be successful. I absolutely do to the, the maximum extent. Right. Yeah. I just. I don't really find her particularly that funny, you know? Yeah, neither do um, I. Yeah. And so, you know, like I, I remember watching her on the uh, the Carmichael show and obviously, you know, a lot of her jokes, I'm sure, are written by other people. But I didn't really particularly find her funny on that. Um, I didn't. I actually didn't see Girl Strip. So maybe that's the missing Yeah. Link. Maybe that's what I'm and missing. And I haven't here. seen Carmichael's show to kind of, you know, agree or disagree with what you're saying. But uh, on Girl Strip, I mean, she was funny as hell. Um, the spots where she's hosted, like um, I think she hosted the um, VMAs or something. Um, I saw some clips from that, and I, I thought those were funny. The little skits that they had. Yeah, but again, like most of that stuff is written, right? So it's like, how much of it is she writing? How much of it are like other comedians writing? Um, she's been very funny in like the things that I've seen her in, which are usually like you know SNL appearances. Uh, you know, again, if, if she's hosting an award show or something along along those lines, or a movie. Uh, I guess we're we're really gonna see because she inked that deal with Netflix, uh, where she's got uh, an hour long stand up special coming out. So we're really gonna see then. But at the moment, I think Cat Williams, like what he said about her, not, you know, she hasn't really been known to tell great jokes. Like just tell good jokes, not, you know, stuff that may be written by someone else. Not like situational things where you're on SNL, right? But I mean, who part of a skit? Who? And obviously, Cat Williams has his credentials, you know, and yeah. he's done uh, uh, a lot of great things. I, you know, I, I his uh, his comedy specials are obviously things of legend. But I don't know, like it's kind of like it's kind of like why are you watching with somebody else? Like, what I understand, it, it's like the whole Joe Button and everybody else in rap thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like you're not really doing anything in in our arena right now, but you're making commentary on it, and it's just like good for you, Cat. Well, you, yeah. you, know, you can you can ex- and, and you know it's what we do on on the podcast. It's it's what 
everybody does on social media. They give their opinions about shit, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of just like tight. Like, okay, you, you've never seen her. You never heard her tell a joke. Okay, maybe that's just her brand of comedy. People yeah. have tons of shit that they do. Jim, Jim Carrey, I don't personally care for the slapstick comedy, but people find his movies hilarious. You know yeah. what I mean? So to Cat uh, Williams' point, what he was saying, I, I think is valid. And he, I don't think he was hating on her, but like stuff like that is always going to be perceived as hate, right, or but, shade. But wh- well, how could you say that without it? Like, then it's just like because who? What prompted you to bring this up? Exactly, it was on like, your well, mind so bad. No, no. So I think it was like uh, just uh, he may have been like asked a question about like other comedians right now. Barely, I, I, I saw. I, it. I, I think he was. He was asked. I think he was asked <laughs> about Tiffany Haddish indirectly or directly. Uh. Yeah, and I, I don't remember the exact origin of how it was brought up, but it, it was more so about just, just comedy in general. And then he just started going off on people. Uh, Carmichael, uh, um, what's what's our guy? Uh, uh, Hannibal Buress. He mentioned Burris. him. He just yeah, yeah. <laughs> rattled off of a few different um, comedians, but uh, Tiffany Haddish was the headliner of you know the people he mentioned. Uh, yeah, And he was basically saying like, She's been doing comedy for years, and you're just now starting to hear about her. Like, why is that when you know? Yeah, which I mean, I mean it took Kevin he, Hart like 17 years. How to long get the on? fuck did it take Cat Williams yeah, uh, to get his name? I don't yeah. like. So, I don't now, understand. I, what I don't, think, yes, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a knock on her. I think he's saying like, you know, she's been doing this a long time, and she's just now getting hot. But like, no, like he said it in like a condescending way. Like you're just like now hearing about her. Like, yeah. Well, like so again, my the way I took it from like what I've heard is is uh you know he was just giving his opinions like his his criticisms on it right which is going to sound like hate regardless right um yeah, I, but, it, I but yeah I, I think we uh, we kind of agree with her uh, i don't think she's particularly funny like i haven't heard her tell just like a straight up great joke i've seen her in really good stuff be very funny but just a straight up great but joke. i mean like what like what are we i, I guess what uh, the reason why i have a problem with that is so i might feel however i feel about her comedy um <clears throat> but like, I guess unless I'm ranking comedians, that's the only time that that's going to ever really like come up. So unless Cat Williams was like ranking comedians or something of the something close to it, I don't understand like why, especially as a comedian, you know, like it's a it's it's like semi saying that about Cat Williams, and he, he's the first to come out and be like, no, man, fuck that person if they're hating on me, you know, look at my credentials or whatever yeah. the fuck it is, right? Um. And it's just like, what, what, what is, what, does, how does that benefit anything? That's like me, um, you know, if, if I'm a really good chair maker and I'm like, man, look at that fucking gym over there, man. He can't fucking make a three legged chair to save his life. Or, I don't know. Some bullshit. Right. It's just like, I'm not going to say that unless I have some fucking gripe with Jim. Right. I'm not going to, cause I know if I'm, if I'm one of the, the, OGs in in my field, and I make a comment about somebody who's new and up and coming. Yeah, it's it, going to be perceived it, as yeah, hate, it, even again, if it is just. Constructive well, let me tell criticism. you the gripe. But I'm, is is it constructive? What what constructive criticism? Was it may there? not be constructive, right? But it, like I think criticism is fair, right? So if you're someone with the like Cat Williams, who's achieved a lot um, in his industry, right? You know, if you have opinions on like an up and comer, I think. Yeah. Like just like people had opinions on Cat Williams when he was up and coming, yeah. like other comedians, uh, I think it's fair for him to. If if you don't like another comedian, it, you should be able to say, "Hey, I don't, I just don't like this person's shit." 
I agree. Without being perceived as like a hater all the no, time. No, no, but, but you can you, be perceived. Yeah, like, you, you will be. Understand. It's the thing. You will be perceived but as But how a are you not a hater if you are hating on somebody? No, dislike is not the same as hate. I think hate is a wanting to see someone fail or at least a wanting to see them not succeed. But, but I think right? when, you, when you get into the public sphere, though, yeah. then it changes, uh, the, again, it changes that, that dynamic. It's going to be criticism, right? Even whether it's constructive criticism. But, but we'd be... We'd be ne- uh, negligent if we didn't admit that it's different when you make the. If I'm just walking down the street and I make some comments to whoever, right, about you know, man, you know, I don't really like this comedian over here, right? There's a difference between that happening and you being a high level or at least a yeah, again, because Cat Williams is is Cat uh, Williams. Yeah, the things that he says are going to hold weight, right? It's just like if a politician, if it's, what do we talk about Trump all about? You know, or, or you know, when he's making comments about like North Korea and shit, and we're like, yo, chill the fuck out, yeah, because if Trump, if, if Trump is Trump eight years ago, it doesn't matter. Fuck, but now it does. But yeah. now it does. I, I got you. I mean, like I said, Cat Williams, his comments were going to be perceived. On Tiffany Haddish, if they weren't gonna be, if they weren't positive, they were gonna be perceived as hate. Right? But but it's the reason why. And, and Tune to bring up your point of where the gripe was from. It, a lot of it has to do with her looks. He's saying a lot of where she's getting by at right now is because she's an attractive woman. Um, compared to compared to like uh, you know, he he was riding for a lot of his friends in the game. Um, Lou Now, a female comedian who he's who's also a part of plenty of her shows and he's saying she hasn't gotten quite the same opportunities while she's had a lot of success people have known her for a long time but she doesn't have the looks and so to me when you start saying okay her looks are a part of her success and maybe that's fair to say but i think it does come with some type of hate like you know what i mean like, yeah yeah that, the looks it, that might be a little bit hate and a long way for everybody some kind of like a bit of sexism too right or at least yeah. it can be perceived as that right yeah, I think um, there's a lot of that. And she has that. better hair than Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams is all about his <laughs> hair. Uh, but what I what I do want to talk about is Kevin Hart's response, which was just a beautiful response. Uh, Kevin Hart basically was saying, like, you know, and he talked a lot about his, uh, and it, it was funny because he was talking for like seven minutes straight, and Tiffany Haddish was there with him, so they were on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Angelique. Oh, I, I didn't see that one. I saw the one when he was on uh, Instagram Live getting okay, the shape yeah, up. No, yeah, I saw the full um, interview on the oh, Breakfast okay. Club. So uh, oh, Tiffany Haddish was just sitting there, like quiet, like <laughs> not speaking for herself when she probably should have been, but like Kevin Hart, you know, once he gets going, he just, he just goes right. So what he was saying is, I think he feels Cat Williams might be both bitter and someone who's not um, holding themselves accountable for their lack of success, right? So he's like, Cat Williams, you know, five, seven years ago, whatever, you were the guy. Like, before anybody, all these, before everyone loved Kevin Hart, they loved Cat Williams, right? He was the guy. He was set up to be the biggest comedian in Hollywood, right? And then what happened? Got into drugs, right? Started getting arrested all the time. Uh, you know, alcohol started and, getting yeah. held out by kids, like, yeah, fighting, fighting middle kids, schoolers, alcohol, yeah. liquor, um, you Fight, know, fighting kids and losing. Yeah, that's just. And then a, Kevin Hart, um, he like he also lot. said a lot of stuff like kind of like behind the scenes industry stuff that like normal people just aren't aware of. He was talking about all the promos, like all the promotional stuff that uh, Cat Williams would get booked for, and he would he wouldn't show up to promo tours or promo events. Um, he wouldn't, uh, you know, show up to. Uh, 
industry events, right? Uh, he wouldn't show up to meetings for like within industry, like whether it was with his manager, with a venue that wanted to book him for a show, a movie he was supposed to be in, a commercial he was supposed to do. He was notorious within the industry for not showing up to those things, right? Over time, people are just gonna want to stop working with you, right? Yeah, you're not like building that type of brand that Kevin Hart has built in being like this person who's just pure work ethic. And he was like, you know, Cat Williams, you got to hold yourself fucking accountable. You were that guy. You were positioned to be that guy. Everybody loved you. I mean, you but fucked up. And is, is, so, is, so is that is that part of what Cat Williams was saying? Was that he was talking about his lack of success right now? So I think no. a part of what Cat Williams was saying is like, you know, maybe the face one, like, you know, Tiffany Haddish, like, you know, she's not a, a pure comedian, right? Like somebody else might be writing her jokes or, you know, she's not like someone who could just tell a good joke. She's just, she, she just has a buzz right now. And that's why everyone's talking about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Hart was like, you know, she has the buzz because she's worked, you know, for years to yeah, get that buzz. Just time. So, you know, she may not be the comedian that you want her to be, but she's the comedian right now who's doing her thing. Here's my my whole problem with that. Someone saying, oh, like, you know, they don't tell good jokes or this or that. Maybe that's just not their phase. And I I personally have never seen a Tiffany Haddish stand up, but I've seen enough of her work when she's hosting or doing skits or uh, in a movie to say this chick is funny. Now, maybe her stand up isn't great. I don't know. But how many and then i haven't seen her stand up but how many other comedians have i not seen their stand up but know their work on tv like this is just uh, what happened there, there's been a few comedians where i've seen like I, I don't like them in both i like them in one thing or the other like i yeah I, exactly I just don't uh feel them in both and tiffany hannah she, she might be one of those people again Maybe. i i haven't seen a stand-up with her i, I haven't seen any I of her stand-ups either I want to say I have seen a stand-up because she's had one with uh, she had one with Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I know she's done appearances yeah. on like Kevin Hart's, um, like you know the production he does. Uh, yeah, she's had appearances. She's done shows. Uh, I I just haven't seen like a major stand-up special. Yeah, yeah. But uh, either way, to, to to put a button on it, um, yeah, uh, I think that you know when you do get bitter about your own situation you do start looking outside of yourself and you do start especially like I, i'm tired of this game that we play where we're like well, well we're we're uh you know we're comedians too and we're allowed to have opinions yeah you are but it's just like anything else where your words hold weight right yeah so you know that you say talking shit about tiffany tiffany haddish whether you think it's talking shit or not you know that's how it's going to be spun so why yeah why put that into the ether like if you're just having a conversation with somebody around the way yeah fuck it it's just a conversation you're just having with somebody it's just it's how you feel about tiffany haddish you don't yeah. really think she's good at creating um uh or setting up jokes or you know setting up punchlines, whatever the case is but when you broadcast that on airwaves yeah it's going to be perceived as as, know that. as hate like sure. this isn't this isn't i do want to hear cat williams like i kind of want to hear his follow-up you know what was he anticipating the the type of feedback that he got when he said those things you know or where, he, where, where did he make these comments again uh so he was doing like a, a radio show interview and then he, well, like what on what like a some uh, radio station i, I want to say it was on like the Carolinas or something, but it was it was a radio uh, station that he was in town for. Yeah. Oh no, I think it might have been Atlanta. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, I, th- I think it was Atlanta too. But it wasn't on like TV. It wasn't like a uh, 
promo press thing. It was like if somebody he, pulled up on 92Q or something. Yeah, he was he was doing a radio interview. He made these comments. Um, so you can, and I think it was recorded too. So you, you, there's audio of it. There's video of it. But yeah, to your point, you, when you're someone like Cat Williams, you're commenting on someone within your industry who's also doing very well. And when your flame has kind of uh, smoldered a bit and it's kind of died out, the, those comments are going to be they're going to be perceived as as hate. I mean, simple as that. Uh, and you got to be prepared for it to be perceived that way. And I mean, now, mind you, like a couple of days later, they were both at some award show and they took a picture together. So obviously, either Tiffany Haddish didn't really, really perceive it as hate uh, or maybe they just had a conversation we don't know about. But after those statements were made a couple of days later, bam, they got a picture together. Uh, if I'm Tiffany Haddish, I don't even make it a thing. I already got Kevin Hart defending me, like, you know, saying all the things he needs to say. Like, you know, you were saying she was just sitting there letting um, him speak. I mean, what else I got to say? The biggest comedian in the world is vouching for me uh, on multiple venues. Like he was on FaceTime Live getting a or or uh, Facebook or Instagram Live getting a shape up talking about it for like seven minutes. I mean, you're good. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, but to be perfectly honest, I do want to hear her tell some jokes, though. I I, I mean, I'll watch her stand up. I, I just again, I. Uh, whatever. Yeah. When uh, you get into a he, war with Cat Williams, you're gonna have to go down a low road, and you gotta say, "Do I really want to go down this road, no, or no, do I want to go book another but here, show?" Yeah. Here, here's a beautiful thing. She doesn't got to do a, good, a goddamn thing. It doesn't matter it, if Cat Williams said, "Man, she's great." If he says, "No, she's shit," it doesn't matter. It, it helps her all keep the same. Working, yeah. Exactly. That's, uh, this like, is what, what is it gonna do? What are people gonna be like? Man, you're right, uh, <laughs> Cat Williams. Well, I this respond. guy, this guy, we haven't heard from in like five years. Yeah. You're right. We don't like Tiffany Hat. No, people are gonna be like, so she yeah, has nothing to up. lose if nothing. she doesn't respond. Zero. Which is, exactly. And, and when you like when you're so successful, and you're smart enough to realize that yeah. if I say something, I I no. may. You know, it may not be the best idea, but if I say nothing, I have nothing to lose. I just keep moving forward. This is what I've noticed: is when you when you give somebody that flame, right? Of because, and I think I might have talked this talked about this on the podcast before. There's this guy, uh, uh, fuck, and I literally always remember his name, uh, or not remember his name, but uh, he's a political commentator, and he has this thing called uh, "Change My Mind," right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh. And the reason why I hate it is because it start uh, Stephen Crowder. That's who it is. Um, he's a he's a, a right wing political commentator um, slash kind of a comic, but nobody really finds him that funny. Um, uh, ironically enough, um, he has a segment called "Change My Mind." So it would be like, "Hey, um, uh, universal health healthcare is terrible. Change my mind," or some some yeah. some bullshit, right? The reason why I hate when people like when he gets people to interview people because it's already starting off with the premise that I have to prove to you that this thing is what it is, right? So, uh, whatever facts I have, whatever uh, information that I, that I have to give to you, it's just like I don't believe you. Yeah. And then we could just keep moving on, and it, like so, I like it's it's a never ending thing. Like yeah. it doesn't. You're just gonna keep moving the goalposts every time I present you with something. You're like, yeah, that doesn't change my mind. Yeah. And then it seems you're like not you're not gonna say true. And, and you see, and exactly, and you seem like, oh man, he's really not changing his mind. I guess he's losing this argument. It's just like no. So I I really feel like you should never really give somebody that like energy yeah. of 
I'm going to allow you. So for Tiffany Haddish, it's like if she responds to him, what is she going to then do? Be like, no, I can tell a joke that you set up the uh, uh, yeah, setup then, of it. Then she has to and tell she a great to, joke. Or, or, and then he could just be like, no, that wasn't funny. She, exactly. She's going to say, Cat, uh, you haven't had a number one movie. I have. And then he's going to have a response for that by t- downplaying and say, oh, yeah, but this is but because you haven't of this yeah, or but that. But you weren't the biggest star in that movie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. so I'm it's, telling you, yeah, with certain people, you just know that, like, it's just all about the energy. Like, if you give them that energy, yeah. they're just, it's never ending with them. They're I wish just I, I, wish I had going. the actual line, but it was, like, in a Jay-Z song where he was basically saying, like, you know, if I say your name, you, you know, you, you, now you're known globally, right? Now you're known yeah. across the world. If I don't say your name, I'm I still continue to win while you're chasing like this moment. Or, yeah, it was something along those lines. And Drake yeah. said it too. Is like, you know, where he was talking about all the scandals and conversations he's always in, where people are like Drake this, Drake Drake sleeping with this person. And he's like, people always ask him like, why 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 do you let these stories continue to run and you not say anything? He's like, why would I say anything? Just I'm gonna just let it run and keep getting these checks. Yeah. Yeah. He said, uh, "What did he say? The, the wise man once said nothing at yeah. all." Yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, a that was a good line right there. Yeah. Um, Ayo, but so side note, a lot of Fabi, you were just talking about Kat, uh, Kevin Hart on Instagram Live, right? And yeah. Like, how is it easy now to be a publicist, or is it very difficult to be a publicist? Right? Because the you know the the role of a publicist is to handle your clients. Um, publicity, right? You, you handle their, their press conferences, their to handle their their voice, right? To be their voice, or to at least like try and narrow it down. To it has diminished the value of it, I think. Or oh, of a publicist, yeah, absolutely not. So, so this is like, and he, this is why I, I go there, right? Because Kevin Hart jumped on IG Live to address this event, right? So Kevin Hart's publicist, are they like, fuck, he's going live, or are they like? great he's going live. they're probably the ones holding the camera like i don't yeah i mean but like for the ones where the artist is clearly just doing it themselves right like they're, they're, like, they're like, still there it's it's uh, it's all part of the plan like yeah like or I, does I the publicist give them the phone like hey go live go live yeah it, there's there's like a good mix of, or or there's like a game plan ahead of time right mm-hmm. like hey like you need to start doing this that you like whatever the new shit is like uh are we on instagram live uh or instagram tv uh hey you need to do a segment on instagram tv i don't give a fuck if you're holding the phone if you got somebody else holding the phone whatever the fucking case is you need to do this shit yeah the, the role of a publicist hasn't changed or it hasn't diminished in fact i would say it's even more vital with as many streams as they are to 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 get your message out there and you never know which one's going to pop next. Like yeah. you don't, you need somebody who can figure that shit out of like, where do we need to go now yeah. in order to get the best responses? Like, right now, if you're a publicist, it's all about making yourself like more valuable, right? Yeah. Like if you go live and you fuck up, I'm here to fix it. If you right. go live, you do something or if great, you do some crazy I'm going to book you that next show. Yeah. Like, cause and, 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 and uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I watched a, uh, the uh, Philip De- DeFranco show, which uh, he has a, like a YouTube, he, he's like sort of a, I wouldn't call him a political commentator. He's more just a general commentator on a lot of different things. Uh, but uh, he's always talking about like YouTubers and how they have like these like, uh, you know, if they do some crazy shit or if they, they, you know, there's some stuff that comes out about them and they do some some wild shit. Uh, they always have these like apology videos and you would be you'd be shocked to know 
what goes into making these apo- so like for instance uh, you guys know Logan Paul right yeah. or, or Jake Paul one of the one of the asshole Paul brothers right uh, Logan. Um, whenever they do some fucked up shit they always come up with these apology producers hey man I'm just saying like I'm just real sorry about you know everything that's going on this, like all that shit is just contrived who do you, those idiots aren't writing that shit yeah, they're not coming up with that shit. None of these people There's write public- their own apologies. No, it's like you know, the publicist is like, "Hey, I wrote this two weeks ago because I knew <laughs> you were gonna fuck up," um, and this sounds great. Just saying. yeah, like they probably have apologies pre-written. Just oh, well, like yeah, like whenever like a, they're doing these skits, for, yeah, especially for someone like template Logan Paul, on Google Docs. Yeah, they got <laughs> they got a Google you, Doc. You template. input what you did when, <laughs> who you feel it may have hurt, and then the Google. <laughs> Assistant, <laughs> <laughs> or if you have like IBM Watson, just fills out the rest. <laughs> yeah, hey, read this. And um, and I don't have numbers to back it up. I do think maybe it still has diminished, and I don't mean like a hundred percent. Or I think there's definitely still a role for a, a publicist, and maybe even a lot more cleanup. But uh, I, I think the reaching out to different uh to venues and uh you know things like that. I think that's changed because. Uh, artist or or actors or, or whoever it may be, an author has so many more venues than bef- than c- compared to like the '90s to to say what they want to say, what they want to say. And I think the who's really getting hurt are journalists. You know, um, for instance, uh, if, if you if you're a sports journalist, uh, so many more athletes are are breaking. They had to go to you first to break the news, teams, uh, players. But now they're just breaking their own injury reports on Twitter. Uh, wherever they're resigning now, um, different things. Every everyone's breaking their own news now. So is like I think the journalists definitely uh, not a hundred percent totally diminished, but role has slightly been diminished. Yeah. See, but like when you talk about like artists, right? Like you know, and I keep thinking Kanye because you know how Kanye went live on IG where he was talking about um, how he's like mad at Drake for not addressing the whole scandal about whether or not he smashed uh, Kim Kardashian. And how like the song, uh, uh, fucking I'm in, I'm in love with Kiki or whatever song, <laughs> Kiki might be you know Kiki KK Kim Kardashian like yeah. that. And he's like, Yo Drake, like you know you should have deaded that already. Um, if you if it's not true, you should have deaded that right. And then he went at Nick Cannon because I think Nick Cannon like did something where he like made a joke about it. He's like Nick Cannon, you shouldn't be making jokes about this right. And then what happened? Nick Cannon jumped on IG Live like Yo Kanye like. You know, I'm glad to see you're back from the sunken place, but you're not going to tell me what I'm what I'm what I can and can't say. Yeah. And I think Fabe, their publicists might just be like, this is good. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. What can yeah, how yeah, can we spin sure. this to but book a show? Definitely a lot to, of clean to, to up what, work. To, what, sure. to, to address what Faye was talking about, though, I, I don't see it as that. I don't see that that they're necessarily getting put out of work. I think that their work is changing. Right. Yeah. So they go from breaking the stories to now curating the stories and I and I and, I, and I'd like to say that I, I came up with this on my own I didn't I got this more or less from uh, from Andrew Schultz of the other the brilliant idiots he he has this thing where he's talking about curators right where there's so much content out there there's so much to digest out there that we need filters we need people saying hey okay let, let me give you the quick and dirty about what's going on here right just for instance people come to this podcast because you know they know they're going to get uh information that they might not hear right uh, uh nobody might not have you know or uh, there are people might not have known about this whole kevin hart and 
Cat Williams thing um, or even thought they cared about it. But now yeah. it brings up an interesting conversation about, you know, hey, when you're successful, you know, uh, you're always going to have people who are trying to tug you down and, and, and either say something, even if it's not something that's on purpose that they don't mean in a bad way. It can be perceived as that and what kind of effects that, that those things have. So I think that journalist roles are slightly changing and there's still room for them to break stories and do things like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now it's, hey, here's what's going on. Here's the rundown of what's happening right now. That's that's what you what your job is. I think right now in the ever changing world of being a journalist, when everybody is their own journalist, um, your job is then to curate what's going on and to 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 be the filter for people where yeah. they've got all this tons of shit going on now but i i do think journalists jobs have changed and right? then i'll bring up an example real quick um you remember like five four years ago like adam scheffner was the hottest motherfucker like now you you don't hear like his buzzes died down because it's like yeah great you was breaking all that but one, there's more people breaking now, and then like it just goes back to the athletes are just breaking their own shit. Yeah. So I think Adam Scheffner, and this is why I think he's he's still like a pretty like relevant guy. No, yeah, definitely. He's seen as like the authenticator of the story, right? So the story might break if Adam Scheffner corroborates it, like hey, this is a real thing, uh, or adds like an extra perspective to it, a little bit more insight. Then I mean good for him he's seen as like the one who maybe like owns that story now trust his source yeah yeah it's bam this was said adam scheffner corroborates it or he validates it you know it's a thing now but he's also had a very long career and like built himself up to that to the point where he can just like be the overarching guy but for upcoming journalists right or upcoming nfl insiders nba insiders whatever insider I, I feel like it is a little bit difficult now because you're not or, ahead or of the like, story anymore. Like you're chasing insiders, the story. You know, people who bring uh, stories on, you know, hey, here's what's going on with this production. Hey, you know, they're, you know, the studio is now looking to do X, Y, or Z. So, for instance, and it actually takes me right into uh, the colossal fuck up that is DC, the ever, never ending cascade of shit coming out of DC slash Warner Brothers. Or, yeah, sorry. Universal, too. They, they, their Fast and Furious franchise is. is <laughs> terrible but uh uh so i'm you know just scrolling through and and then i see breaking joaquin phoenix just released some images from uh, the joker movie i'm not gonna lie they actually look really good right at least i think i think it it takes squad looked really good no, no, so no, no. Let's not. Uh, l- 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 let me slow, let me, slow let me, down. Let me finish where I'm going, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there soon enough. Um, uh, I was like, oh, this looks like an interesting take on on the Joker, right? Only I'm to be reminded that they're literally coming out with another movie with the Joker in it, who's not being played while well, well, Walking Phoenix. He's going to be played by Jared uh, Jared Leto, pretty much in the same time. And I'm is that like the, Suicide Squad two or no? It's like the uh, standalone Joker movie. Is it like a that's uh, that's in the DC universe? Okay, DCU. yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to ask. But Joaquin Phoenix, his thing isn't in the DC. So Jared Leto yeah. has an upcoming standalone Joker movie, yep. and then Joaquin Phoenix has an upcoming yep. uh, standalone Joker movie. Jesus, I wonder Christ. if that uh, <laughs> if Jared Leto's movie, because it's part of the DCU, is gonna be like almost like if I can compare it to like. Captain um, America's Civil War, where it almost didn't feel like a Captain America movie. It felt more like I a, don't care what it is. It's the dumb, it's the most idiotic thing 
in the world to have two people play basically the same, yeah. well, not even basically, the, literally the same character. But Faye, and the in thing about that, the same was, that was all still Chris Evans. Now yeah, you two different. You don't guys. have. I know, I know, but you, do you get what I'm saying? Where it's like not gonna be, it might not be just strictly like just focus on Joker, where it could be uh, no, no, but adapt the Suicide Squad or or, or uh, other I, characters, Batman, and feel almost like. I see where you an Avengers movie more than it did a Captain America movie. I yeah. see what you're saying, oh, yeah, I got you. but what I'm saying, I, I get, I get exactly what yeah. you're saying. That it's not it, it's named a Joker movie or whatever, but it's not just solely his movie. There's and I don't know that. I'm just wondering if no, it could be that. Yeah. I get that. I'm still saying, even in that case, it's still idiotic because why would you divert your attention that way? Why, why would you say, hey, because then what if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker pops and Jared Leto's doesn't? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna keep yeah. Jared Leto as the Joker in your fucking DC? Uh, but is this is this uh, bad problem or good problems? Maybe like what is the worst that could happen from this? So the worst both movies are going to be trash. Worst that can happen Which is, is because Jared Leto scenario. has already played a Joker, right? Yeah. Let's say the Jared Leto Joker movie does well, right? And then you've casted Joaquin Phoenix to come in and be the new face of Joker, and let's say that movie tanks. You then like what do you just scrap the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movies and continue with Jared Leto? Well, if I'm to understand correctly, and I might be plus wrong. this is two studios, right? Two different studios. No, it's no, it's the, it's the same. No, studio. no, no. But is uh Joaquin Phoenix? Um, is it is it uh who's uh doing the whole DCU thing? Which studio? Um, Warner Brothers. Warner. Is, so is Warner Brothers doing? Um, yeah, that, they have yeah, the, they yeah. have the rights to. Okay, who else okay. has the rights to? They're not gonna have. <laughs> I, I, gonna, I don't know for the same reason that let Fox be like you know what let's make a well, joke. Well, no, no, I, I I don't know that like for instance no, no, Marvel no, they, is they, split they, up by so many different no, studios. No, so the, so. The, the only reason why uh, Marvel is split up that way is because way back when when they didn't think that shit was worth anything, yeah. they allowed that shit to go. They, the Joker? Are you kidding me? They locked that shit down since the beginning um you know what i mean um no but but it it's just it's idiotic to me it's just but it's just i don't understand who's who's running shit over there like i don't i really don't get it and and again i'm not trying to just talk shit just for the sake of talking shit i'm i'm saying this because i really do want to see like i fuck it i love these characters i love the joker i love superman i love batman and i don't understand like it's not that hard like you you have to try to fuck it up in order to fuck this up Th- these characters they sell themselves people yeah. go out to see a batman movie whatever who the f- they don't give a shit who's like people may make a stink at first oh my god i can't believe this guy's batman but so is that the I'm, thing that they're looking at like yo people are gonna come see both of these no movies. because no because at the end of the day you want to make a great product well right because it's it's starting to catch up with them because and and the reason why i started to catch up with them because marvel's making them look so bad right now yeah they because marvel's doing what dc is trying to do in terms of having not just great characters, right? Not just characters people love, right? But great movies to accompany it, right? That's why every that's why yo, I'm telling you, there might not be I, I thought Star Wars would have been like, oh my god, this is gonna be like the highest selling movie of all time. This Avenger movie that's about to come out, everybody's gonna go see that shit. Yo, this is gonna be sold out for like the first two months. For the yo, yeah. You're gonna have to get yourself a bootleg copy immediately because you will not be able to. You're gonna be catching six a.m. movies just <laughs> yeah. to see this shit. <laughs> you're gonna be like we did. People what are gonna we, be we using a PTO. 
Yeah, people gonna be using PTO <laughs> to see this movie. Vacation. Your yeah. boss is gonna be calling you. You're in the movie like, yo, yo, yo. two hours late. That shit on silent. Yeah. Like, two hours late. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's the adventures. Uh, the fucking boss is just sitting Traffic right there next was to crazy. you. Crazy. Your boss yo. hitting you up. He's sitting in the theater with you. Like. <laughs> yeah. People that are broke are gonna be very resourceful to oh, go yeah. see that movie. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Like yeah. tapping your side chick, like, oh man, you know, hey baby, listen, <laughs> listen, I need to go see that movie. What do you want to do? Huh? <laughs> what movies you trying to make? Let's uh, let's let's do something nice this weekend. Let's uh, <laughs> treat let's, yourself. Yeah, let's go see uh, if, oh yeah, Infinity War yeah, Part yeah, Two yeah. came out. You got your credit card on you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not maxed out, is it? Um, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the DC right now they're looking like the Oakland Raiders, right? Like, <laughs> they they traded their their best player, fucking uh, Khalil Mack, yeah. <laughs> who was like, what was Khalil Mack their Henry Cavill? Cavill. He might be. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Henry Cavill was. Um, I don't know if they had the best options there. D, like and I'm not saying that because I didn't. I actually really liked him as Superman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's the best person. He's the best person I don't ever know. put on the suit so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, th- I think that's. I think that fair to say. there's some who might call that a controversial statement, but I will not. I agree with you. Yeah. Um. But uh, those are like I, old nostalgic motherfuckers that like <laughs> like Christopher Reeves. Like he's the best. That's Superman. the Dean real Kane, Superman. Dean Kane, Dean Kane. Nah, Dean Kane is way Yo, too. I like Dean Kane. He's way too sh- right wing show. for my for my taste. Yeah. He's a good Clark. I don't know if he's a good Superman. That might be a way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, or is that just nostalgia? Think think really hard about that. No, no, no. Because I I don't think he's a good. Go Superman. back and go back and he watch okay. a he Lois was, and Clark episode. Now, mind you, that was. Superman TV, and it wasn't that, that. It was Melissa Milano who really made that show good. That wasn't, a, that, that wasn't no no. That was uh, Terry Hatcher. Yes, yes, Terry yeah. Hatcher. Not yes. Yeah. Sorry, Terry. Um, <laughs> everyone wanted to fuck her, and she just made this show. And Dean Cain is very good looking. That's why the show did well. Yeah, no, it was a terrible show. Let's just uh, let's. It, I look back on on Lois and Clark like I do Charmed. It's just no. I don't think for people Lois who try Clark. to make a case, those for it, shows were good uh, for terrible. what they were during that time. Like you know, six were o'clock. They? they were six between six and like nine p.m. Great shows on weekdays. You you get off of work. I don't don't stress me out with like some <laughs> complex movie that's gonna <laughs> force me to think at a higher level. No, I just fucking worked eight to five. <laughs> I just want to eat my sandwich <laughs> with these chips and watch. Mindless nonsense <laughs> that I that's what you're coming home enjoy. to a sandwich and some chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's charms. That's the best part of the night. Did you hear him say this chips? Is, <laughs> chips. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need to talk about <laughs> mental health because a lot of people yeah. <laughs> used to love those shows, and those people yeah. today are not doing well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, charmed we, was the special effects. When I go back, the special effects, oh shit. all that it was. I mean, compared to today, um, no. It, and no, I don't know if it was here, bad. No, then. no, no. Here's what we're, we're what we're giving them the pass on is we're saying compared to today, right? I'm not even comparing it today. Let's compare it to other shows. Yeah, yeah. That's even what I was about even to get like to. it, right? So Charmed was against, up against what Buffy, right? Was against uh, Angel, right? It was against uh, Sabrina the Teenage Sabrina Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was against all these other supernatural shows, right? Charmed was by far. It was like it was like they gave them a budget of like sixty dollars, and they were like, make magic. Literally, like, <laughs> it, 
Now wait, it was now, so the show bad. was good when um, no Shannon Doherty was on the it show because she was like the bad any... girl. No, no. see, I, I like the story and I like the show overall. Okay, I, I don't I, know I, if compared Charmed, Charmed was trash. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the first two seasons of Charmed yeah. were good. It was when fucking angels from heaven started coming down, and I think one angel started fucking the other one of the sisters, and it's like whoa. What's really going on here? <laughs> and then, like the story, the plot line, the story became so. You know, I think fucking demons started coming in. No, no, that that was always the case. Zeus came on one episode. That, that was always like, the case. It was always something stupid happening. No, but it, when do that, witches and demons? You know, they and, it literally like it was from that from episode one. I don't understand wh- what is this golden area in Charmed. No, no, nah, it was always trash. Mm, no, I like the show, no, and then mm. when I go back now, because I, I think whatever I need, you, I need you to state the exact case for why Charmed was a good show. Whatever show I'm I'm watching at night, sometimes I wake up and Charmed is on in the morning. I think it's TNT or something. Um, yeah, sadly they're still showing. <laughs> no, no. When I watch it, I look back and I'm like, "Oh, the graphics on here uh, was bad." Some of the some of the demon acting. When the demon actors come out, oh, they're just like, man, "They were bad." Sarah, I need your soul, or whatever they're saying. I mean, it, it was really weak. But when I just watch like just the sisters and they, they kind of do their thing, I'm like, "This isn't." It wasn't a terrible See, look, show. Here's why I think Charmed was okay. I think the acting on the show was between the four sisters, the four main characters, was um, good. Yeah, it was good. I think the storyline was as good as it could be. Hey, these, these bitches got magic powers and shit. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't perfect, but uh, let's you know, let's bring some demons in. Yeah, bring in some wizards, and uh, we'll make a show of it. Ten seasons. Like I, later, I don't know if Angels or Buffy was blowing it out the water. Like I really don't. Hey, know. Yo, you know what? I'm surprised Fabian isn't like somebody needs to explain to me. <laughs> Why they had power. Who gave them powers? <laughs> Women. <laughs> Who gave them this right? Since when? <laughs> when yeah, why doing? wasn't there, brother? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you mean oh, to tell man. me not one guy... <laughs> Power. You know, we you're act telling, like it was so bad for women you're, back then. You're, Look you're at this. telling me that yeah, they that were the true. You're telling me they were the highest at their field of being witches. <laughs> no, you mean it's, it's all unbelievable. Of them from Slytherin? They all went to Hogwarts <laughs> and graduated. <laughs> hey, yo, where do they fit Shit. in in that universe? What is charmed fitting? Yeah, and what universe though? Yeah, I don't know. The, in, the magic in universe, the magic universe. Like they, they're at the they're at the bottom of the heap for me. Would they like? Where would they have been? Would they have been like, Slytherin, oh. Hufflepuff, Gryffindor? I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I've never really Harry Potter. Harry. I, I know I you're. Think, uh, I, I don't. I've Shannon Doherty. So I, I think Shannon Doherty's character. I think um, and she would have been Slytherin, Slytherin for sure. Yep. Everyone else, I think, would have been. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Would she been? Sly- why? Why do we always hate Shannon Doherty? What I don't Shannon hate her. Doherty but she was a little bit of the bad girl. Why Slytherin she, was like the darker school. Yeah. Why, why was she? Why was she the bad girl? Why does? Well, I mean, because I, she really, I don't know why. Because they kicked her out of the show because she was apparently like terrible to work with yeah but that's just like that's like uh monique saying like oh nobody wants to work with me because everybody keeps telling me i should have been a slytherin too (laughs) (laughs) yeah monique would have probably been a slytherin okay fair enough uh how do we we even fucking get here uh i'm sorry guys but i thought you were ranking like who's more powerful oh no 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 i mean ron and hermione and harry would have got them sisters out of there (laughs) oh no i thought you were comparing them to like they have 
to yeah, Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Just no, I thought you were comparing them to like Buffy. I'm like, I'll take any of them charm sisters over Buffy because you knock that snake out, that stake out her hand, and you're not a vampire. Then what yeah, are you I gonna mean, do to me? Buffy wasn't really about that life. No, I mean she she was about that life, but she didn't okay. really. Buffy was okay. like. You know, her superpower was like Batman's, right? It was white privilege, okay? (laughs) 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 They were like, oh, this blonde girl ain't gonna stab me with that with that stick. Then oh, she got me. I didn't see it coming because I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Right. Nah, nah, you guys guys aren't gonna throw dirt on my girl Buffy. Was she she a good fighter? Was she Um, yeah. Yeah, what, what, how you gotta ask ridiculous no, I, questions? I don't remember. Was, was, was she a, I mean, I think. Yo, she would see anybody with the hands and hands. She's like anybody. an average fighter. Yeah, what I, do you I, mean? I mean I compared so to they who? just wrote that compared she would win who? every fight, but was she actually. No, she lost some fights. Okay. She lost some fights. Who, compared to who, though? Who are you Who are you having to square up with? I got my girl Buffy. She wouldn't square up with any of them charm sisters? Shut up. No, no, no. I They didn't even do hand. Yeah, hand for hand, I would take her, but she's not going to get close enough. We're talking hand to hand combat? Okay, hand to hand. She's not going to get close enough. They're just going to. Fair, fair. Okay. And not to mention, she had her own uh, her own witch on the uh, the, 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 the payroll. She sure. had her girl, uh, Willow. She had a shooter. On, on, on the. On the, on the uh, on the, on I'm the definitely paychecks. taking Charm Sisters I'm over taking the Willow. Charm Sisters over Willow. Willow was. <laughs> okay. She won. Hey. You know, she wasn't you, about the dark least, arts. I'll give Buffy hands. She was. That that was like the kind of the whole plot of season six was her going dark. Season six, them charm sisters. <laughs> season one, they was getting. Dark. <laughs> that was about it. Season one, episode one, dark arts. Bro. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so who who do you who are you saying? You've yet to answer this question. Who are you saying can go hand in hand with La Femme No, 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 no. If it's Shut the Zena, the warrior princess. Nah, with the hand to hand, Zena. What boy? No, no. Well, with the sword. Now, we're, well, we're stepping in different Lawless? places now, though. But it, yeah, if we're gonna now, add now, them, now we're getting into yeah. goddesses and shit. I'm just talking. Lefem Nikita would give it to Buffy. Shut up. Get the fuck out of here. Who who was Lefem Nikita? Who was that? I don't yeah. even know who Wasn't that was. That like sexy looking yeah. Asian, Asian yeah. actress. You, you don't even know her name. Nah, you don't know. even know. Her name. Nobody knows. You said Asian. She wasn't Asian. Was she Asian? I thought she was white. Who were the other like? Early but she wasn't magic. They weren't 90s, doing magic. Like I, think we, I think we might be talking about Susie Q. Uh, wasn't that her name? Or Maggie? Shit. Maggie Q. I don't know. Sorry. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, uh, she would she would take it out. She would take that out. Yo, who were the big like female like television actresses like action heroes in the early nineties um, or late nineties, early two thousand? Buffy, Sigourney. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, late nineties TV, TV though. Oh, TV. Yeah. Okay. Buffy, yeah, Buffy's uh, my, Buffy's my Star Wars. What, 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 what character did Pamela Anderson play? She didn't play Baywatch? anything that was. No, I thought she had like a show where she was tough. like a fucking assassin. No, she had, she like had VIP. Was that Ooh. it? Is that what I'm thinking that about? Was it? She had Baywatch Ooh. VIP. Yeah, I mean, she said. Are we some like? Lives. What are we? Are we really going to try to? Why, why, why are we bringing up Pamela Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Buffy wasn't really, you know, she wasn't really about Shut that. Shut up. Right? No, she had hands. Buffy, I'll give Buffy the hands over the Charm Sisters. But, you know, she when, when, when it comes to that magic though. and, that, and those, those dark arts. She right? couldn't beat the That's why you guys can't name anybody who. But I didn't bring up that because that's a whole other thing. How is that a whole other thing? I'm just asking you. You said. With uh, the hands? Yeah, no, I'll, the hands. Get, I'll give her the hands. So she's got the hands. Over the Charm Sisters. Yeah, they're not no scrappers. No. Okay, so then we're, we're good then. Yeah, I gave her hands. Hands. And Charmed is trash, by the way. I'll never (laughs) let anybody forget. I will not let you forget that Charmed is trash. Um, All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and skip the next topic. Uh, I think we've talked about Bill Cosby enough. Uh, He's going to go to jail. 
sad day. First celebrity be sad in, day to be indicted Bill. in the Me Too era. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, what do they say? Sarah, Sarah. Are they gonna make him like? Is somebody gonna initiate him? Are they gonna make him suck <laughs> like a dick? <laughs> Are they gonna jump him in? Yeah, gang like, in, they, gang out. Who is gonna Fuck. rape Bill Cosby? Jesus, that that jumped up a few. I mean, like it's prison there. initiation. Yeah, to get I raped. I don't know if it's is that initiation. yeah is that a if uh, yeah what, what shows have if, you been watching? You've been watching too much Oz. If you did his type <laughs> of crime, right? <laughs> watching too if much you Oz. Stole some candy. You know they're not gonna take you. But uh, <laughs> if you do what Bill did, they're gonna take you. Nah, because half, half the people in there don't believe him yeah. or don't don't believe the story. I think is bullshit. Yeah. and they're probably, probably just gonna ask him for some pudding or something. I and know. all they really probably show and just Cosby show friends. Yeah. No, no, nobody's yeah. touching Bill in there. They're like, man, this is Doctor Huxley. Why, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. You know what? He, he might actually be good. He might be good. Yeah, he might have uh, to suck one dick. Like just as a, just as a, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Just as a, you know, I've always loved you, but uh, everybody has the one dick minimum. You gotta, uh, gotta suck one dick. <laughs> <laughs> Your pick <laughs> will allow you that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But uh, good for good. You know, here's where the justice system pays off. Uh, somebody who's just done some insanely horrible things gets put away. Um, most likely for the rest of his life. Um, it's so sad that it has come this late. You know uh, how he gets years of just getting away with shit like that. Um, but yeah, it is. You mean it is. people coming forth too late, or the judgment being handed down too late? I mean both, really. Like, like this. I mean, he's yeah. how old is he? He's like he's late seventies, like seventy-seven or something like yeah. that. I mean, he's probably gonna make it in jail one or two years and then die, right? So yeah. like. Did he really pay the price? No, no. But but what what would you have rather? You'd rather him just be like, all right, you never have to pay for that ever in your life. No, I mean, I, like he, sh- you know, he should go to jail. And, right? and I don't and, even think and, that's debatable. And, and he should actually, go to prison. And I would actually argue that it's actually even worse in your later uh, days because when you're in your younger days, you're just running around hustling, doing what you got to do. In your later days, you just don't. You don't want to do shit. You don't want to like. I don't want to be fucking locked in a fucking cell and have to fucking listen to somebody talking about spread them. That's not what I want in my fucking seventies. I want to be seeing my kids running around. I want to fucking you know what I mean. I want to just be chilling. Yeah, but do you, you know? want it any more in your forties? Say that Do you want it any more in your forties? Do I, I want know. it any more? I don't know what your question is. Do you want that life any more in your forties when there's more to look forward to? No. If, I don't. If, if, I, if I'm Bill Cosby, help, help me understand. I just need you to just said what he's going to be going through when he's in jail in his later years. I'm saying, yeah. is that better in your 40s versus your 70s? But I, I think I, if I'm in my 70s, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm probably out of here soon anyway. If yeah, you're, four, yeah. you're in your 40s, you got a lot to live for still. If I go to jail at 77, mm-hmm. cool, it sucks. Whatever. But I mean, all right. You know, I've been, especially if you're someone like Bill Cosby yeah, who's been very successful. A, for the past like 30 to 40 years right it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm just now going to jail at 77 yeah yeah whatever yeah, if you go in your 40s or your 30s or your 20s like that's a lot like he's not gonna have like the the bet like the staff there to take care of him he's just gonna have his cellmate shitty prison guards that are underpaid that don't really give a fuck uh, he's probably gonna die in like one or two years once he goes in it sucks yeah. to die in jail, but at the end of the day, you said it sucks for him to die in jail. No, well, it sucks to die in jail, but at the end of the day, he's probably going to be Depends doing the did. same thing he yeah. would have been doing if he was home, mm-hmm. which is just laying down Lay- all day. He's just going to have less channels. Now. Yeah, 
and, may, and maybe not even that because it's not like you can't get a PlayStation or a TV. You know what? No, they'll probably knowing our prison system, they'll probably he'll probably have HD TV <laughs> or he'll at least have Roku. But anyway, uh, on a press play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Bill's going to jail. Uh, yeah. It was the right thing. Hey, uh, peace out, Bill. Um, uh, <laughs> but in other news. Hey, 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 we got another press play for you guys coming to you uh, uh, straight off the presses. Uh, we are fresh off the heels of watching the critically acclaimed. I don't even know if it's critically acclaimed. I'm, j- I'm just seeing that randomly at this point. Um, uh, uh, film um, uh, White Boy Rick, uh, which uh, <laughs> I, I, I was in the car with somebody just now and I had to tell them that I watched this movie called White Boy Rick. And it was kind of awkward. I don't know why. It's like a weird title to like just because it it sounds like you should be offended, but not really. Nah, I don't know. Wait, so uh, white boy has always been a term of uh, admiration or endearment. I mean, but it just sounds it sounds it sounds weird to just say to random people, white boy Rick, because it's like you don't yeah, know yeah. what direction it's coming from. Yeah. Like you don't know if it's a term of endearment. You don't know if it's like your white boy over there. Like you. You don't know, like yeah, no. There's white white people don't care. They're like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, whatever. My person would try to make I've the got case yeah, that was offensive, <laughs> but I know they were just I reaching. I'm not concerned <laughs> with that statement. My my father is a congressman. Okay. <laughs> It's nothing you can do. Are you trying to insinuate that all? Oh, uh, you know what that reminds no, that, me. That's of? just always the go-to. My dad's <laughs> a lawyer. There's this Twitter account, um, or it might be Instagram or something, but uh, called like uh, is is basically about uh, college jocks or whatever uh, on the rugby team or whatever. But there's this one meme <laughs> where the guy's like, "Do you know who my father is?" <laughs> yeah, that, and, so and funny. it was funny. I've actually heard that like in real life. Like in yeah. live action, uh, I'm, I think it was like back in the day, Fed Hill, Baltimore area, late night, people were drunk. I've heard not God, who I am, but do you know who my father is? <laughs> I'll have you in jail tomorrow morning. Like I was like, yo, this yeah. is like pinnacle white boy, super <laughs> privilege. <super perfect. laughs> All right, uh, back to the, the the main topic at hand. Uh, white boy Rick uh, tells the story of a teenager, uh, Richard. Worshi Jr., uh, who became an underco- uh, undercover informant for the FBI during the uh, 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. Um, it was directed uh, directed, uh, directed uh, by Yan Demenange? Dem- un- yeah, Demenange? Kind of I don't know. Uh, written by Andy Weiss, uh, Logan Miller, and uh, starring um, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Richie Merritt, uh, Bell Powell, or Pally, who is a Maryland uh, native. Oh, there you go. Um, and others to boot. Uh, and Jennifer Jason Lay, who uh, I think she did a great job in this movie because I absolutely hated her character. I despised her character. Uh, but uh, just like with all other movies, we do uh, press plays on. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and dissect this piece by piece. Uh, so uh, first, we're going to start off with the plot and structure. Fabe, hit me with how you feel. Um, plot and structure. So we got a uh, 1984 Detroit. Um, I, I did and, like. And the ladies and gentlemen, I like to pre- like I like to tell you that Fabe is prepared with a stack of notes. Not a stack. Stack. He's I just got. Don't feel like referencing my phone. Fabe, I gotta unlock it. Fabe wrote a 15-page soliloquy. 
Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just a couple jots. Some haikus. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I did like it. It reminded me of a couple movies that I think I'll get back to. Not even movies, shows, but I'll get back to on the uh, the back end. But um, I mean, I when a true story, when the movies are true stories, less about if I like it or not. It's just I'm wondering how much of it was was true. Mm-hmm. I only had a, maybe a couple parts that I wondered like did that happen? But um over, overall the plot um to to watch it I, I thought they laid it out pretty well. I thought it started off real slow. Um but it started to pick up but the only thing I felt like they kind of either rushed or didn't do a good job of explaining why he actually turned informant cuz one day he's just doing what he's doing and then the cops are trying to pressure him to turn informant. Uh, and then it seems like the next minute he's like, okay. Well, I, I think it was more more so because of his um, his dad. His dad, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, <coughs> I and I don't know if you felt a different way. It yeah. wasn't like really ob- like you had to just kind of no, but you it, know that watching it, but they didn't yeah. like make a thing of it. Like, but oh, that my just dad. so for me, it's a tale of two, uh, not even two halves. I, I would say there, if you're breaking this movie up to anything, I would break it up into thirds, and I would say two thirds of the movie is just to me I was inconsequential I there was no real I had no attachment to the first two thirds of the movie the last third of the movie comes on strong really strong Um, but to back up what you're saying Fabe um, it was uh, it was hard to understand the motivations for all of the characters in the first two thirds of the movie that's why I found it so hard to connect with because they did a very poor job of setting up the characters. And, and I'm not even saying, um, uh, I'm not even saying you have to make us feel something as in oh, like we feel good or bad for the characters, but make us feel something for the characters. They didn't really do that it, with the main character who, uh, was, uh, was of course played by, uh, 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 uh Richie Merritt. Um, they didn't they didn't really take the time it's like they took the time but they didn't it's like they they came up with nonsense in terms of how to make us feel anything for the characters so uh and then also the pacing uh was extremely slow at the beginning of the movie um it takes them a while to really sort of get into like where we're at what we're doing why we're doing it and even when they get there it's kind of just like still kind of like i don't understand why yeah this, this is just happening. A, a lot of unclearness yeah if that's a, a yeah. word of what's going on at times yeah and and i and i look and I, i'm not trying to get at andy weiss or logan miller here but I, I would have to uh uh credit that to them that that falls squarely on their shoulders you know you you have to be able to write a, sh- a script that's compelling and uh it also written by noah miller as well and i'm assuming that logan and noah miller are, are related uh but I put that at their feet in terms of you've got to make me feel something for the characters at some point in time during the beginning of the movie. Otherwise I'm going to have a hard time following you for the rest of it. Um, Okay. Uh, So uh, what do we feel about the characters, both the uh, uh, characters within the film and then the people playing the characters? Um, I'll start off the back with uh, Ricky Jr. White boy, Rick. Um, I think the kid playing him. Uh, you like saying that, don't you? What? White boy Rick. <laughs> said oh. a little twang. <laughs> I don't know if I said White a twang, boy Rick. but uh, no. Um, and, and his name is uh Richie Merritt, and I think Arane was saying earlier, local kid. Um, Baltimore kid. Um, went to Dundalk High. 
Um, <laughs> Could you? How did I know that without actually knowing it? If you watched it, like you obviously. Oh, he looks movie. like somebody who uh, not even look like that. His sound, he sounds exactly like yeah. somebody. Like, oh, I know this guy. He looks like right up the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You when you meet someone, there are certain places that when you meet someone from that place, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dundalk, New Jersey, <laughs> um, <laughs> motherfuckers from uh, not all of Texas. Yeah. But like El Paso. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. You know, you know those people when you meet them. <laughs> You, you fucking Why is there know. a dark connotation to what you're saying right now? It sounds like you're just. I, I, you, people from those places I usually don't like. Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But uh, first of all, uh, I thought his acting was was really good. Like I really felt like he wasn't forcing it. Like he, he was just natural where he was at, and that might have to do some where he's from because this is his first acting gig. Um, so to be his first, whether it was his first or not, I thought he did a good job. As far as uh, Rick Jr. himself, the character, I, I liked his character. I thought he was a strong kid, maybe made some mistakes. I mean, obviously, clearly towards the end. I mean, you see where his mistakes was. But him as a person, um, I, I thought he was a, a family man. He, he loved his sister. Um, you know, he cared for his dad. Um, he, he made sacrifices for them. But overall, I, I like that kid. I like that character. Um, I think I had a, another one in here. Um, um, shoot, where am I? At? Uh, Catherine, Catherine. Uh, her thing, like, I really want to know more about that story and her story because she was the mayor's niece, and like, how was she getting caught up into this? How much of just her whole thing about it was true? I would really love to know, like, the back page on that, the back story on that. Like, I need a documentary. But um, overall, I I thought characters were strong. I think sometimes the sh- the movie did a bad job of not giving us like because even um little man who's obviously the head honcho of, of that crew that um white boy workers running with like you think they're doing okay like as a crew and they're dealing um drugs and whatever else they're dealing with you're like okay they, they, they're doing okay out here but then they go to vegas and they're just balling they're supposed to have these like tickets to the fight waiting for them and it's like you don't you didn't get the feel that they're doing that good like they went to vegas and like balled out like as if they were uh you know i mean in the league somewhere spending that kind of bread from at least from what they showed us but um i don't know i would like i would love to know more about um the 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 mayor's niece uh catherine or kathy whatever she goes by right um yeah uh I thought that that was uh, that was one of the main Achilles heels uh, of the movie was the acting. Uh, I thought it had some very very subpar acting. Um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, obviously, he was just classic Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He was, you know, what you would expect. Literally, everybody else, I thought, um, I thought didn't meet my what what I would say or say is, is sort of like my, my, my bar for like okay this is a well acted movie uh, and I could tell this is Richie Merritt's movie because he seemed every bit of this is new to me in terms of acting um, and <laughs> I get what you mean that you liked him I liked him too but he's just not a very good actor if that makes sense uh, like yeah. I, I, I bought him as the character, but 
the mechanics of him acting like if because what I try to think about it is if he's in any other role outside of this particular role right can I still buy into that like for me that's the judge of a good actor and I'm not saying that he doesn't have room to like you know improve and like you know get to where he he would want to go but it was very hard like the only reason why I bought into his character was because I knew that there was a part of that and it was a well how I could um, categorize it it was a well casted yeah definitely role. well casted the, whoever yeah. selected him as the actor for that role knew what the fuck they do, they were doing because he's not a very good actor but people will buy into it because that's him you know what I mean he doesn't have to like really act so much as just be like hey just say the shit you would say normally you yeah know I mean? and I mean again and I didn't do my uh, you know and keep my promises. Uh, but fuck. I know We're always breaking promises. <laughs> but I know. Uh, I mean, if you know anything about like the area where he comes from, right? It was probably easy to pull from the environment in which you've come from in order to to play this role. If he didn't, you know, live any bit of this life himself, he's he's seen it, he's been around it, he's heard it, um, just just off of knowing his background. Um, so I'm excited to see this movie, and I should have seen it by now, but. Um, I think that was spot on. What but you to piggyback said. Great that, casting. To piggyback that though, how many actors are probably familiar or from a background of the character that they're playing, and we say, "Hey, they didn't do a good job." You know what I mean? Uh, or I we don't, don't even know, know their story because we I didn't. I don't know to do that statement. No, no. I'm, to to say someone is only did a good job because they are from there. You still got to get up there, read that script, not be nervous. And deliver it and sell it. You can but, be but that's from just any. my thing. Is he seemed nervous? Like it? Uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't get that feeling. Okay. I mean, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I can't I don't really know. No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, how many movies have we seen where someone probably has come from that background, whatever it is, and you say, I, I don't think this person. You want, I, are you looking a for a job. number here? Like, yeah, what I mean, like, no. what are you looking? I for? think there's a reason no. they didn't cast Winona Ryder <laughs> in the most recent um, Oceans. What was it? Oceans <laughs> eight, eight or whatever. Eight. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know what? We know she can steal shit, but she's. <laughs> 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 Maybe not great for this particular role. No, no, no. I, I don't know where I, I was think going having, with that joke. I just really wanted to. Try I think it. having a, a background in the character you're playing helps, yeah. but I think plenty of times, and I can't think but, of well, one well, off the top well, of my head. You, what do you? I don't. I, again, you, I don't. I don't have, have, have like I don't, an example. I don't, yeah, I don't know where your goal is with this. I, I don't have. No, I'm. I'm saying that there's. All right, you you've seen movies and not thought the actor was good, right? But they were probably playing someone. I've se- hold on, slow down. You, I've seen movies and I've thought the actor isn't good. Yeah. 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 And they're probably playing roles that that's what they're familiar with. That's where their background is, whether they're playing a, a rich person, someone from the streets, whatever. And you felt like they didn't do a good job. And I know, Tunde, you kind of feel like this about him, but I don't. And a lot of critics um, don't. That just because you're you're playing something from the background you're familiar with doesn't quite mean you're going to be good at it but i, I thought yeah, he was and, good at and it and so. that's yeah so you went a long way just to state the thing you've already stated i yeah we just have a difference of opinion you see his um um that he did a good job acting in in the film i i think that he is every bit of that character but i don't think that i bought like if and and I know I can't really divorce the two, right? Like I can't really separate him from the, his performance, right? Um, but 
like I'm I was very like before Arane even said anything about him being from Dundalk, I was like, Yeah, I know this dude. He's like down the street. Like <laughs> I know this guy right here, right? Because of his mannerisms, because of you know what I mean? Like like I know this dude. But that was the only thing that got me to buy into him as a character. If I'm just looking at it at pure mechanics, as in like just like the little small things, it, it's just it, it's it's the intangibles as an actor or actress that make the difference in whether you, you or at least w- whether I see that you do a great job in the film or not. Like it, it's just like the the really small things that you wouldn't notice otherwise, but that people do on like a regular basis that you're like, Oh shit. Like that's the shit that makes me believe this is a real human being in a real world. And he was sort of like a stone, which I understand that that can be like a person. Like some people just like are like that. But I knew I was highly aware that this was like his first role without ever. I didn't do any research on him. I didn't know anything about him, but I knew I knew him like from right up the block. And I knew that this was his first role. The only way I'm able to tell that is just his mechanics were all off. Yeah. Like so James Franco, right? He's known to be like very expressive, like with his face and and which is part of what makes him a great actor is is. Uh, his ability to not just like deliver lines well, not, not just play a character well, but like th- those facial expressions that really can sell a moment or sell a conversation, right? Um, I think Denzel Washington, one of his great things is like just like the little mannerisms, like his body language, right? Uh, Denzel Washington, Idris, Idris Elba, they're two car- actors that are known for like having a certain body language um, well, to their acting. And well, to your point, those those small things. Can, can I bother with yeah. one thing? Yeah. Um, and it's it's also to delivery, right? So a, a big thing with me is how how you deliver a line is key, right? And his his problem that he kept having, right, or at least that I saw that he kept having, was that it sounded as if it's like um it's like when people rap, right? You can have the same line but delivered two different ways. One sounds weird and somehow offbeat and clunky. The other person may deliver it where it sounds clean. It sounds it's to the rhythm. It's you know you know what I mean, and I could tell he's new because his delivery was like it was like off. Like it wasn't. It, it was like very robotic. It it was like he was saying the words, but it was like it was almost like he knew that there was a production going on and that the cameras are rolling, and that he has to deliver this line in order for it to continue. It wasn't like it wasn't like it just. Rolled yeah. off of him naturally. Nah, I get what you're saying. Um, <coughs> I think I think that was maybe. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was what the delivery was supposed to be. And to kind of back back to what you were saying, around um, uh, James Franco. You know, he's saying he's very expressive. What I would say is, uh, if someone had to play Joe Flacco, I would get this kid Richie Merritt to play him and not James Franco. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because that's who Joe Flacco is. So I don't know. If I would watch that movie and about Joe Flacco and say, oh, this kid seemed very stoned. He's not very delivering a strong. Well, that's just, he's playing Joe Flacco. Right. You know what I mean? So but, but I don't he, know if that's the case or not is he, what I'm but saying. He, true. But here's here's the thing, right? Is is that you, you're talking about it from Joe Flacco as in the person, the persona that we know who, when he gives an interview, he always seems very, I'm Joe Flacco. Yeah, and very I'm like, not he's like going to say anything weird because <laughs> I just don't know how to. Right. But as soon as Joe Flacco gets behind the scenes and and I know immediately the argument you're going to make to to combat this, but I would have to believe that Flacco doesn't talk with that same roboticness that he does to hey, his yo, wife that he does. Joe Flacco is probably know. a dog ass type motherfucker <laughs> behind the scenes. As soon as, as soon as the cameras are not around, he's not being recorded. 
He's probably like, hey, Fuck baby. Fuck you, bitch. Hey, go ahead and bust that pussy over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I, that, I don't know. That pussy on me one time. He got five kids, so you know he you know he doesn't strap up. You know, I, obviously, this, no, he is, this is his wife. They, his high school sweetheart, so not to talk yeah. bad about them and their relationship. Yeah. But Joe doesn't pull out. He does not. And you know he's a dog behind, you know, when the camera's yeah. not rolling. <laughs> no, probably. Um, no, no, no. But, I mean, those are unknowns. All I can. And, no, no yeah. and I, I, knew, I knew that was what you were going to say. But in my heart of hearts, I have to believe that he's not as rolling. Because we all are, right? Like, there are people who, when the cameras turn on, they tighten up. And I'm only saying this because I've, like, I've that's the work I do. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it happen a thousand different times uh, where they're talking to you normally. People talk normally. And they're, like, conversating with you. As soon as you hit that switch for the camera and they see that red dot on the camera going, they're like, they freeze up. You know what I mean? And that's what it sort of seemed like with him, right? There were times, and there's a very specific time at the end of the movie um, that I'm like, now you got it. You know, now you're getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, I, and uh, I, I think I even said that to you. I was like, okay, I wasn't with you for like 90% of the movie, but here I'm with you. You know, now yeah. I feel it, you know? I mean, there's probably a lot of truth to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, obviously this is his first role so yeah, yeah I mean I wouldn't doubt it at all like uh, you know yeah. a large part of what you're saying is, is the case yeah and uh, some honorable mentions uh, as far as the uh, actor uh, actors and actresses go uh, like I said Jennifer Jason Leigh I thought she did a fabulous job as FBI agent Snyder because I hated every bit of her character she was the worst uh, and along with her Brian Tyree Henry who uh, who plays um, what's his name um, Paperboy Oh, oh! You didn't yes. like him in that, or you did? No, I actually did like oh. him. I, I, I really liked him in that. Uh, yeah, I thought, I, I thought, I, I, thought I thought he was kind of off too, but, um, but I still liked him. Um, but uh, I hated his character as well. I think it, I just hated all the, cops all the cops who were like dirty. Yeah, because it was so. It just it was just wrong. Like yeah, it's they, just, they 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 re- that really hit home with me. Like played by their own rules. Wrong. You know, uh, there's just something about abuse of power that I just don't. Uh, that uh, that I just don't like, um, yeah. I think that's uh, that's pretty much it as far as the character. Um, goes. surprise, uh, character for me who I thought he did a, a pretty good job for having limited roles. YG, yeah, YG. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that was him for a while, but then he had a couple speaking parts, and I was like, okay, he didn't drop the ball. Like you know, yeah. I don't think he did anything that was like, oh shit, like he needs to uh need more needs more roles. Um yeah. <laughs> which I mean he probably can get more roles from Fame, being in st- this. Stop trying to stop this man's money. Come on. No, no, no. Um I, I think he probably will get more roles. Somebody watch that and they say, okay, well he didn't drop the ball, so let's see what else he can do. Yeah. But um I, I thought he was a good fit in that. Good yeah. fit. Right. <laughs> I wonder what the conversation with like the director or the whoever casted him wh- whoever's someone had a conversation with YG like, Don't you fuck me on this YG. <laughs> <laughs> And then you know he didn't he didn't fuck him so good for uh, YG yeah, they put go. him in a good spot yeah um all right cinematography what do we feel about the cinematography um it it looked I liked it for what it was supposed to be like it was this kind of dark gloomy uh gray shade of uh of camera and it kind of looks like it's supposed to give you this feel of like what you think Detroit would look like um it almost felt like I was watching um. Uh, shit. Uh, paid in full almost. You know what I mean? Like, the 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 look of it felt like kind of authentic to what. <laughs> Is you're that saying. your standard bearer for how <laughs> movies should look? It doesn't look like paid, paid in full. In full? No, 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 no. But w- when I watch. 
paid in full, like I get this feeling like this is it's accurate how it looks. You know what I mean? It's supposed to look like this. You know when they're pulling up in the the old school beamers and shit. Um, I I just felt like it was accurate. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't real bright or it didn't have these things where I feel like this is not what that this block looks like in Detroit right here. Did they um, really sell? Like, did they capture Detroit? Yeah, I thought they did. From and I and I'm going off of like a lot of like Detroit rappers I listen to. You um, and when I saw that movie Detroit that came out um recently, and I think back to a lot of uh, Detroit rappers and songs I listen to, I'm like that movie looks just like Detroit based on the lyrics. So I I kind of felt the same way um watching this movie with that. Yeah, yeah, I can't comment to you know how accurate it was uh, about Detroit because obviously like I I just I'm, I've been to Detroit. I don't know. How you but know I, if you've I, been, I, I been somewhere? I don't know. Yeah, layovers. I don't okay. know if I did a layover in Detroit. Um, but um, no, if you, they, if you do a layover in Detroit, they're going to make you stay and work. Rebuild that city. <laughs> Built so off had, the back of, of those who are just there for layovers. There's people there at the at the airport like, oh, where are you from? You're like, oh, I'm from you know Baltimore. They're like, oh, do you work hard? <laughs> uh, yeah, I consider myself a hard worker. What's your work ethic? <laughs> and then someone just comes and gets you. You had mentioned wanting to stay in a hotel for the night. Yeah. What we can do is give you the shovel over here. And just <laughs> get you started on some groundwork. We need you there at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Don't ever, be late. You ever laid a road? And by 9 a.m., we mean five minutes early. And, and they take your passport and ID and phone. I wasn't even going international. Why'd you have to take my passport? And they, they fucking stamp you like... <laughs> Welcome to Detroit, kid. <laughs> Welcome to Detroit. Yo, shit. Um, yeah, I can't speak to to how it looked as far as that goes, but I I did like the aesthetic of the movie. Um, I I think it was uh, very fitting and 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 very. Um, it, it definitely gave you because the the movie obviously takes place uh, in or and I said obviously, but maybe it's not obvious. Uh, it takes place during the eighties, uh, uh, from nineteen eighty four through nineteen eighty seven, I believe. Uh, it, it sort of chronicles that time period, and I think it was very, uh, very. Uh, it, it was indicative of, of of that of that era. The only my only quip was. Uh, they made him look uh, very. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, the the main character movie, uh, White Boy, right? Um, they made him look very awkward with his chains. His chains were very awkward, and yeah. I, maybe that was maybe that was true to life, or maybe that was like the like the point. But all of his chains were just weird, like or not weird, but like they just made like they weren't like awkward. VVS diamonds. No, no, no. They, they just were very noticeable on him. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like. Why are you wearing this? But, you don't look. But right. and also, I think that because he just sticks out like a sore thumb. I guess he's yeah, literally that, which, the only white is, boy in the room. Which so is why when he I has a saying, chain on. <laughs> and it's like, and he's you know he goes from wearing this. First of all, he he's not Jewish yet. He was rocking like the Star of David. Didn't know Star of David. Yeah, and he was just rocking his dad's like you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um. And then he's like uh, I see you turn Jew now. Yeah. He's like huh? Huh? That's the Star of David you got on. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was d- that line was delivered in a very classic uh, McConaughey style. Um, but uh, th- he graduates from that to having just the big fucking uh, slick Rick chains on, and it's just like yeah. But I, that was that was the uh, vibe then, right? The rope. I guess it just, it just was very awkward to me. I was that when he was home also, or when he was in Vegas, or both? 
No, both. Uh, he 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 was doing yeah, that he while he's in Vegas, but it. then he came back, and then he went through his whole thing. And I think this was after a point he was. Uh, he, he when was they got back to the game, and he was out, um, you know, hustling, doing what he was doing. Man, that jacket he had on, that white, red, and blue jacket. I'm like, yo, it's so hot. You're so noticeable. <laughs> like, who's not gonna be able to point you out or or or, or bring attention? So it it, it kind of gave me the same vibe as the chain. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, I could see you from a mile away, man. Yeah. Um, it was like Frank Lucas at that fight where he had the fur coat on. That almost. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, they, they there was a you could tell that they borrowed from uh, from Ridley Scott a little bit with this movie. They de- they definitely earmarked some of the scenes in this movie. They made it feel like American Gangster. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, well, since we're on that, um, I had mentioned two shows and movies that I felt like it felt like. And one of them was American Gangster um, for the reasons you just said. And, and also for the um. Towards the end, you get that feeling of an American gangster when um when Ti wants to join, and then they they're going to the warehouse to 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 get the drugs out of the uh, caskets, and shit just kind of crashes down on them. Towards the end of this movie, um, you kind of get that same feel that you did watching American Gangster. Yeah, but that's that's all drug related. Yeah, movies. but it, you always feel like it, the world's just gonna come down. I got and, that and feeling down. more so than any other movie. But uh, also, um, The Wire. Uh, this this kind of brought me um to The Wire with the um the informing plot because I, I don't know how much you guys watch The Wire, but um when Bub Schema and um McNulty, when they started to figure out which people they wanted to target, they would give Bubs a red hat to wear, and when he or or no, no to sell. Um, and when he would, he would sell it to the biggest dealers, so it was kind of what if they didn't want the hat? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think th- I think it was the fact that he was making the attempt to sell it to this specific oh, okay. person. Oh, so okay. that's what flags. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of like that when he had to go buy drugs. Um, they specifically had him go buy drugs from um, specific people or whoever yeah. he went to go buy. Like that was the guy. So I, yeah. I felt like. There was some similarity in that. I don't know if they pulled from it, but I got vibes. No, yeah, I definitely think they brought from uh, American Gangster uh, for for the movie. Uh, soundtrack. Um, no, no, no. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought I liked how when they introduced the year, and maybe it was only eighty seven because that's when I really noticed it. But maybe they did it previously. There was like some hard music going on, like you know yeah. whatever music was happening at the time, whether it was like rock cam or something. Well you, well, you always try to do that in transitions. Yeah, like you never want to have a dead transition. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I, I thought they uh did pretty good at it. Um, especially music, those hard transitions. Thought the music captured the area, or I mean, um, the times. Um, yeah. It um, was the move. The music was a was a good fit. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it. It was either last week or the week before. We were talking about sometimes the use of uh, or or the lack of music, um, and I think that there were a couple key points in time yeah. when there was a specific lack of any sort of music, whether it be an actual song or um, uh, or the uh, score <coughs> for for the film. Um, I thought that you used that pretty pretty uh, pretty well in this movie, um, but yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it was just indicative of just any other movie that is of the eighties or, or yeah. mimicking the eighties. Um, I thought I brought from. I thought, music. and I could be wrong, that I felt like they only played actual music at probably specific times, which were good. But like you said, they didn't force music to be on. It was either just like some good score, background music, which was kind of like uh, real low, 
or they didn't have any on but they didn't like yo this is the 80s we're gonna make sure you notice it and just hit you with, a, with all the top hits from the they, 80s i think they did that I think like they, they did they like, pl- uh, on, a, on a number of occasions, but uh, I, to, I, me, to me, I felt like yeah. they they played some, but it wasn't like yo, here's a lot of it. We're trying to force it, but yeah. you, you thought maybe they forced it a little bit. Yeah, do, do you have to do that every time you what yeah. uh, do this? Gotta, yeah, yeah I like doing this. <laughs> Talk with my hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought there there were a couple times when I was like, nah, I don't I don't know if you necessarily need that. You know, kind of sound uh, sound here. I couldn't tell you specifically what points, but uh, but I, I do remember feeling that. But it wasn't offensive. I wasn't ever offended right, by right. anything, that, any choices they made from that arena. Um, the the one thing that I will go back and note though is it's very timely that this movie comes out, right? Because of how the general ch- temperature that uh, y- you know, and, and I think this is one thing that I I picked up on for sure from the movie was, you know, they juxtapositioned. Uh, um, uh, the fact that obviously white boy Rick is white, uh, and uh, pretty much everybody else that he deals with in the movie is black, um, and how the justice system treats him differently than, um, uh, than it does them, right? And they literally make him aware of that. They say, "They say we got nigga time, you getting white boy time," in so many words. Uh, but. <clears throat> Ironically enough, what happens to to Rick in the end? Yeah, he ends up. Uh, oh, I don't know if we want to ruin it for rain. I mean, well, no, I think they say this. I mean, the, we all know he goes to prison for a very long time. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, he goes to prison for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, and, and it's crazy. And he's actually, um, well, I, I don't know if I want to kick out these statistics that you'll read at the end of the movie, rain. But I'll just I'll leave that up to people to watch it. But yeah, he, he does a lot of years. And he gets less time or more time than um a lot of people who were dealing with, but for different reasons. They don't all coincide. Well, yeah, with when each you other. when you cooperate, like yeah. they're not gonna. But, but well, that's no, no, the but thing, that, though. That's actually, just the thing, yeah, is and I, I hate that we, we can't. Yeah, I can't talk fluently about it, but it's it, that's just it, though. Yeah, talk fluently. I didn't. I didn't do my what yeah. I'm supposed to do. We can Fair talk enough. about it. Um, essentially, they they fucked him. They, you know, uh, he cooperated and he basically did what he was supposed to do as an informant uh, for, for the uh, not just for you know some schmucky police department for the fucking FBI. He yeah. did his job, and uh, they end at the end of the day, they were just like, yeah, uh, new fo- new uh, new phone. Who this? Uh, yeah. the, essentially the line that they gave him um, when he had fully cooperated with them in, uh, in their invest- and on top of that it wasn't just they, they're the ones who instigated it they're the ones who got him started with uh, going down this path you know they, they're the ones who said hey we need you to sell this for us you know because we need to find out wh- who's doing what we need to find out who the big players are yada yada um, uh, and if it wasn't for their encouragement, he might not have gone down the path he did. Oh. So it's a very, that's a very cynical scenario to have. And, and that's why I said it's a very timely thing because on two fronts, right? Because it, it goes to what I've been saying this entire time, which is we can talk about race all we want when it comes to police uh, uh, or, or abuse of power within the police, uh, uh, police department, police, whatever you want to call it. But the, 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 the center of it all is just simply that abuse of power, P- 
period right whether it's because somebody's racist whether it's, like all that shit is like the secondary scenarios the 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 main uh the meat of the situation is is just abuse of power and it, and it's that abuse of power is sort of blind in in a, in a way that uh we could talk about people having um you know especially you know here in baltimore you know hey having uh, uh you know you, you can racial profile whatever you want that's true and and that i will let that have its uh day but that's the key thing with the movie to me is is that it it, it really exemplified that they don't give a fuck like it, it, they don't care like it, yeah. it doesn't once you have that power it doesn't matter like so you abuse got of the power, power is primary and then like Absolutely. secondary issues are like because if yeah. they're gonna if someone wants to abuse their power they're gonna abuse it and they don't care who you are they'll, yeah. they'll they'll fuck over somebody else who looks just like them just as much as they'll fuck over you it doesn't matter in the right scenario they don't give a shit they're yeah. like whatever you're going down too yeah, an interesting angle of that is um, so when you guys talk about how they still fucked him over, right? Even yeah. though he was uh, um, he he was white, where you think he may have would have gotten treated better because of that, despite or, or the, the fact that he just committed. cooperated with them. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was he was a white kid who was cooperating. He may have thought that hey, he's gonna he's not gonna get fully fucked, yeah. right? Um, so I was actually reading this thing not too long ago where it talked about uh. Uh, well, it was actually a documentary on, on on Netflix. So it talked about like the way criminals were treated, you know, in this in that type of industry, right? Like, dr- like drug dealers, blah blah blah. Um, Twenty years ago, ten years ago, and how they're treated today. Whereas um, white criminals or drug dealers who associate with like minorities often are treated similar to the way like the minorities are treated right whereas you know white criminals drug dealers who associate like the mob right mm-hmm. a lot of those guys were treated very well because they associated among one another in organized crime uh so i think that that may have played why they into why they uh treated like white boy why they eventually just fucked them because they're like sure you know you're fucking yeah. with these black drug dealers in detroit we're going to treat you just like we treat them yeah and it kind of holds true to the uh the time of what um what's happening there or what people say um during the reagan era of you know how reagan has been accused for uh, putting drugs in in low-income area and um having them kind of sell it more, more uh famously like oakland yeah to, oh that's not even um that's fact like yeah fbi has admitted to that yeah <laughs> the um, united states government has actually admitted to that but you know what happened during that time the whole like um uh la riots the al sharpen beating thing so one story kind of Masks the other. Yeah, it's crazy um, though. But it, it's literally what happened in the movie. They gave him drugs to sell in a in a bad neighborhood, um, yep. mostly a uh, a black. But yeah, I mean, we're seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. And I forgot what my second point was, but uh. But I was on a roll. So, so y- yeah. your first point was um. You know, abuse of power. And I think your second point was going to be, uh like the racial disparities no no uh fuck what was my second one i don't know but uh in, in summation um i think that this uh this movie it had a lot of twists and turns in terms of how i felt about it uh whether it was a good movie or a bad movie i was definitely teetering on the side of yeah i don't know this is not looking too good but then it ends strong yeah. um mm-hmm. it ends pretty strong 
uh, like literally like the last like 10 minutes hit you pretty hard. Yeah. You know? did, did it feel long? Like when you were watching the movie, were you aware? of? I like, watched the time it in two length? parts. So kind of felt long a little bit. Um, yeah, that, that can. When I looked make at movie how long. long it was, I was like, oh, this has got a little bit on it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> watching Ooh. it, watching it, even though it kind of felt <laughs> it, it felt mediocre to begin with. In the beginning, towards the middle, but shocking to hear. Pick, picked up uh, coming from Vic. towards the end. Shocking. Um, it didn't feel long though. It didn't feel as long as when you look at the time. Yeah, I felt like when I looked at the time, I was just like, okay, but it didn't. It didn't drag to me like as far as like time and length. Just the story t- it took a while to pick up the juice of it. So. <laughs> that description. That was a lot. Yeah, that pick was up like, the juice of it. Like even after you said, it took me a while to uh, what. <laughs> what did you just pick up the uh, juice? So what we're really trying to say is go ahead and for this uh for this film, go ahead and uh press play on that. Effect again. I'll use it and I'll Yeah, because it sounds like you're right saying now. not press play. Yeah. You know, I kinda got that feeling too. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very confused. That sounds like you're saying like yeah. kick this movie to uh, the curb. Yeah. I was very confused by my own thing. Um but I, I think that what we're trying to do here is is not necessarily say whether you should or shouldn't see a movie, but this is the movie that we press play on, so why don't you go ahead and press play and tell us how you feel about the goddamn movie. Drop go go see White Boy Rick and uh let us know what you think about it. Uh you know, if you if you think that uh young what's his name? Uh the guy who played him. Oh, um, Richie Merritt. If Richie Merritt ha- has a long and healthy uh, acting career in front of him, uh, yeah. And I forgot, um, Shake. Just, just shave the peach fuzz off. Just go ahead and just shave that off. <laughs> you don't need it. Um, I also wanted to ask you before we close out, which I know we kind of did. Did you have a favorite scene or a favorite line or anything like that? Yeah, it was something that Matthew McConaughey said towards the end of the movie. And now I forget what the fuck that was, but I remember he said it. I was like, "Fuck, that was a bar." Yeah. Um. Hopefully you'll get it. I'll give you mine. Um, yeah. I like the one part where he was talking with his sister, and he's like, "It was so much simpler when we were kids. I wish we can go back." And she's like, "We're still kids," <laughs> <laughs> because the movie ends and he's seventeen. But it does give you the sense of he's like, he's way beyond being a kid. Like you know, he he. That that time was over from like his whole life but of being I, I, an adult. I think that's kind of his, that was his choice though. Yeah, right. A lot of it, yeah. You know? Well, also, but I mean, his father kind of dragged him into a world of buying guns at sixteen. He which he did, and and actually, that that is one of the things I thought about during the movie was what is the responsibility of parents and things like that. But he didn't say buy, sell, go sell drugs. But, but yeah. one might lead naturally yeah, to, to the, the other. other. So, um, who's to say? But. Uh, I did find myself asking, you know, saying that, uh, <laughs> just put the cap on the, guys are so weird. Let me be me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, the I pancake scene was funny too. Pancakes. Oh yeah. Where, where everybody Nobody wanted it. Nobody <laughs> wanted the pancakes and then they get, uh, pawned off on the dead. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, go press play on a movie. Tell us how you feel about it. Uh, I think we had one more topic, but, uh, let's go ahead and scrap that since we're, pretty deep here into this uh this here episode here um anybody got anything else what else we got um you know today felt to me and i don't know if anybody else got this feeling it was a good night or good day to watch a horror movie it's kind of dark and gloomy out a little rainy i'm like this is a good this is a good horror movie. you know it would be a good day to go see a horror movie 
is Hello. our upcoming horror movie night at Mar- Mount Vernon Marketplace. That yes, would be yes. a good time to go see a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, drop a bomb on that. Drop, hey, hey, hey. What, don't tell me what sound effects I can or can't you drop. You got to be like, you, you don't tell me what kind of. Dropping a what? bomb is all about the moment. Is you it? Drop it. Nice. Bomb is dropped. Uh, definitely come uh, pull up a. Uh, on us at the uh, Mount Vernon Marketplace, uh, I believe it is October seventeenth. Yeah, that bring we your side be, chick, bring your yeah. side dude, bring yeah, your main. No, yeah, don't don't do any of that. Um, just uh, just bring you. Don't uh, bring them both. I meant yeah. bring one or the other. Yeah, I, it was it was all very confusing what you were saying. Um, uh, but just show up to <laughs> to, the, to the marketplace on on uh, uh October seventeenth, uh, seven p.m. sharp. Uh, we will be showing a uh, yet to be determined uh, horror movie, uh, which you should definitely. And, and let us know what you guys want to see, man. If you guys got some yeah. ideas, we're definitely into that. Yeah, we're getting into Halloween territory where we're getting uh, really into the heart of fall season. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of Oktoberfest beer poured. Uh, yeah. Come tell us what pumpkin uh, spice lattes, which yeah. I got one. Okay. Well, it's not even uh, a latte. It's just flavoring. But you know, I got my pumpkin spice going on. White boy fade. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think with that, uh, I think we'll just go ahead and uh, do what our usual protocol is. Uh, but uh, do us a favor, hit uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and we will get up with you soon. Yes. Yes. Peace fade out. out. Peace.